Quiet, please. In exactly 15 seconds, we'll be on the air. everyone for your patience. The DFM show is beginning now. Enjoy the show. Alright, welcome everyone. Welcome to the TFM show. I'm your host, Turd Flinging Monkey. I'm playing a little little PS3 game on PC that just was released recently called Flower. So, uh, it's cool. And the cool thing about Flower on PC is you can play it with just one hand. You can play it with just the mouse. And even though I turned the sound off, the uh, cinematics still have sound, so I do apologize for that. Oh, oh, god damn, the fucking game crashed. Hold on. I guess it's one of those games that run in multiple windows, so even though I had the window set up to the menu when the game started, it went to an entirely different window. So I have to change this to the other window. Oh, gosh, why does it do this? And it's... hold on, it's not... Why, why do they come to me to die? It's... Was literally... I'm literally... Okay, there. Now there's the window. Fucking game. Alright. I see you, game. Fucking with me like that. Anyway. So this is Flower. You play as the wind, and you just... It's just like a nice, relaxing, wholesome game about flowers and wind. So I thought it'd be a cool game to play, like, in the background. Anyway. So we got um, Shogun and uh, Hermits here. What's up? I don't know. If you like this game, you should check out a game called Abzu. It's made by the same people. It's like underwater. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I also liked, I used to play a game called Journey, which is oh, coming to the, the Epic Game Store. That's a fun game, and it's, a, it's really short, but it's got really good set pieces. So, yeah, I'll probably get that once it becomes available. I got this at the Epic Game Store, too, even though it's the same price on Steam. I do want to support the Epic Game Store. I know people are like, Epic Games doesn't allow user reviews. It's like, yeah, but you know how Google works, right? It's like people who ask me, what does this mean? It's like, you know that little bar at the top of your browser? You could uh, type your question in that, and Google will answer it for you. Like, you don't need to type it into a comment section of a video. Anyway. Okay, so here is something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So, I did that whole um, red-pilling political traditionalist video. And there's going to be a like kind of a part two, even though it's an ongoing series. But the next group I'm going to be addressing is uh, religious traditionalists. And so I've been doing research and, you know, you know, stuff like that. And I've actually had a bit of an epiphany. And it's actually changed how I see things, and um, it's going to take me a little bit of time to uh, sort everything out and kind of gather my thoughts and reorient, you know, my solution. 
but here's kind of what I've learned and here's kind of the changes I've made and I kind of wanted to bounce some ideas off of you. I'm not ready to make like a video on this. This is just more of me kind of just thinking out loud, but I do want some right. feedback. Okay, so sure. um, here's the thing. Ideally, I want a, a society where there is a secular kind of philosophy because one of the one of the problems I see with religion is because it relies on the existence of the supernatural. Once there's doubt of the supernatural, people tend to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Like for example, um, you know, in the New Testament, Jesus cast out demons from people. You know, like the, the guy who thought he was he had like the demons in his body and he cast them in the swine and all that stuff, right? And then the, yeah, the spirit of, of... Right, so... Yeah, that's, that's Legion. Um, the one who had 6,000 demons packed. Right, right, right. So in the New Testament... Right, so in the New Testament, there's all these stories of uh, these people who were possessed by demons and Jesus cast them out and, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of miracles and stuff in the New Testament. In fact, the New Testament, without the miracles... Like, it relies on the supernatural. The resurrection of Jesus and so forth is very important to Christianity. It's probably the most important thing to Christianity. Now, now in, you know, in the current year, we, ha we know about things like mental illness, schizophrenia, stuff like that. So, if you're like, wait a minute, if, if this is like just people with mental illness, which has probably existed for thousands of years, but people didn't know what mental illness was... And it's not that they were possessed by demons; they were just insane. They had these these problems with their brain. And if you can, if you can cure demonic possession with a pill, then clearly it's not demonic possession; it's just mental illness. And because Christianity is so reliant on the supernatural, once you lose faith in one supernatural aspect, like Jesus casting out demons, then it's really easy to throw out your belief in all the supernatural aspects of the Bible, like you know, uh, healing the sick and being raised from the dead and so forth. It really just calls into question the entire uh, proposition of Christianity. So, right, I, yeah, I see what you mean there. Um, because I thought about the same thing. Because because even I read up like there was the child that was that was deemed a lunatic. But, I mean, I did some research into this, and it turns out what he had was epilepsy. Right. And whether, I mean, whether someone wants to believe that he was, like, demonically possessed and that was the result of his epilepsy, I mean, that's up to you. But that, or it, it, he just had epilepsy, and then he just needed to be, quote-unquote, healed from it. And it wasn't necessarily, like, a demon. I can understand that belief also. So, I, I see what you mean. Well, well, my point is, though, is the downfall of the West, because... Uh, Christianity is what built Western civilization after the the Dark Ages. Like a lot of, basically, there was the Ro the Greco-Roman period. Then there were the Dark Ages, and then there was the like the Catholic Age, for lack of a better word. And then that led to the uh, the Renaissance, and then kind of the modern age. So here's the issue: um, you have if you have a religion that is very reliant on the supernatural, and then the supernatural gets questioned people have a habit of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. They're like, well, if uh, if this child had epilepsy and wasn't demonically possessed, that means that uh, men and women are equal and communism's a good idea. Like, it doesn't sound like it should make sense, but, like, when your morals are tied to the supernatural and you question the supernatural, people throw out the morals and they throw out the good with the bad. Right. So 
this is why I advocate rather than a religion, a secular philosophy that you know instills in people the desire to become their their best self and to aspire to virtue and excellence and beauty. Um, however, and this is the, the epiphany I had because that's what I that's what I want. That that's what I see would be the best I the best solution. But um, I also feel the same way about um, anarcho capitalism. It's a great idea. It's morally correct. It'll never work in reality because of human nature. And I've kind of come to the same conclusion when it comes to religion. As much as I would love a philosophy based on secular, uh, a secular philosophy instilled about like becoming your truest self and aspiring to beauty and excellence without belief in the supernatural, just like anarcho-capitalism is impossible because of human nature, people are far too stupid to accept a, a secular philosophy like that. They're far too self-interested and short-sighted. In fact, like, I've seen this myself. I've seen too much evidence of this to believe otherwise. Like, I've talked to people who, they watch my videos about, let's say, you know, uh, you know, into the wasteland where you have to find your own meaning and purpose. And they literally don't know, they don't even know where to begin. They want me to give them a meaning. They, 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 the concept of them finding their own meaning and their own purpose they don't know where to begin. They feel lost. And I just, like, sure, there probably are a lot of people who, they watched that video, they knew exactly what I was talking about, and they have no no problem finding their own meaning, their own purpose, and, you know, going on that journey, and they find great fulfillment and worth and happiness in that journey. But there's also a lot of people who don't have the faintest idea of what that looks like or how to do it. And they just want someone to give the, to tell them what to do. And whether it's, I don't think it's like, I don't think they're stupid. I just think that they have a mentality which doesn't lend itself to that level of individualism. Like I said, people are sheep. They want to follow even men. Only men at the top can truly think critically. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure if it, I used to think, here's here's where the paradigm shift comes in. So I I follow a lot of Nietzschean philosophy, like the whole, the Uber mentioned the herd and the higher man and everything like that. And I originally believed that the problem was herd morality. So that if people could reorient their morals, like basically see the herd morality for what it was, it was a system of control and aspire to a higher personal morality and then they could build their meaning and purpose off of that. Then they could find that meaning and purpose, which would give their life, you know, they could aspire to be their best selves. And, and then they wouldn't need a religion or a political organization or anyone telling them what to do or how to give their life meaning. They'd be able to find it for themselves. But it wouldn't work. The average person is completely incapable of that. And as much as I hate to admit it, that's the truth. So my plan of it's like the emperor in, in Warhammer 40k, the the imperial truth, where the emperor tried to, you know, get rid of religion, and tried to you know tell humanity to not look to gods and, and superstition, but to look to themselves. And when he died, when he got put on the golden throne, they made him a god. They worshipped his corpse and revered him as the god emperor. And that was the one thing he did want to happen. So, anyway, my, the point is, if uh, you kind of accept that the average person is going to be completely incapable of 
this level of individual self-actualization. They just will not self-actualize. Then have you what read kind of, um, TFM? Have you read Plato's up? Republic? I have not. He, Plato divides society into three classes: the philosopher class, the warrior class, and the producer class. Yeah, Plato also believed, you know, yeah, uh, well, well, we'll we'll get into political systems and societal systems later, but everything ultimately comes down to the individual because what is a society, what is a nation, what is a a, a war, you know, everything is based on just a collection of individuals. But anyway, so what happened next was I started thinking about, well, if a secular philosophy of freaking oh my god the game crashed again so every time there's a cinematic the game shuts down alright so this this game man this fucking game can wow. I get the game to come back alright the game is back so every time there, every time I start a level there's a cinematic the game will shut down anyway so alright god damn it now I lost my train of thought Okay, so you have the um, you, you basically have to accept that self-actualization, a a secular philosophy without religion, without the supernatural, is just simply not going to work. The average person needs they need their morals and their ideals to be externalized. They are utterly incapable of internalizing a, a moral system. They need base they need to believe in something concrete. They need something like it, it's almost like uh, how again I don't want to call people stupid, but I think in IQ might have a lot to do with it. I but, want to call people stupid. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay, well, but okay. So you know how if you try to explain to a child the concept of like going to prison and how it's going to ruin your life because you're going to be in prison for twenty years, and by the time you get out, your life's going to be effectively over and you'll never be able to recover, and it's going to be it's going to be it. That's going to be the end of your life. You're going to be a criminal your whole life. It'll ruin you. They won't understand that. They can't even conceptualize of what that means. The long-term damage of a short-sighted decision. But everyone, under, everyone understands an ass-whooping. Which is why I think instead of having a prison system, we should have like a system like in Singapore where we cane people for petty crimes. That way, and then we send them back home. Instead of going in jail for 10 years and ruining your entire life, you just get your ass whooped, and then uh, you go home. And you hopefully you learn your lesson. Yeah, and, and I'm in favor of that because... Now hold on. Oh. We got Celestina. I think finding purpose is to grand a scale. I think it's better advice for a man to try to be good at something. Pick an arbitrary hobby. Try to be really good at it. If it doesn't turn out well, try something else. Accomplishment equals fulfillment. I mean, that's good advice. That's good advice, but like, um, I've talked to God, and this is my advice to people because a lot of people, when they go their own way, you know, they they play video games, they jerk off to hentai, you know, they they do things that they find enjoyable, but it doesn't it doesn't fill that hole in their life, you know, because usually you have like this grander plan for your life this thing you wanted to do whether it was get married and have a family or what like you, you probably didn't want to spend i mean a human lives to be about a hundred years give or take some decades you probably didn't want to spend all that time just playing video games and just jerking off to hentai you probably had some other plans for your life so right. there has to be i know i know, I know Kuroi. 
You have no plans, well, do you? That... I just want to say I, I uh, <laughs> agree. I'm I'm probably the best person at. I'm probably the best at fapping in the server. Let's just be honest. But I agree that it, does, it doesn't give fulfillment to your life or my life. You need to find something other than just a hobby or something like that's not right give you uh, like ho- hobbies are hobbies are fine i'm not saying give up your hobbies or like you know i'm not like gonna be like jordan peterson and tell tell you you gotta go clean your room and shit but you're never gonna find real meaning and purpose in your life uh just doing like there's a video i posted in my shit posting room which is like my my alternative twitter since i've been permabanned um, it's a video from a we- a YouTuber called Academy of Ideas, and the video is called "Live a Life of Meaning, Not or Live Your Life, Live a Meaningful Life, Not a Happy One." So, right. because if you live your life just to pursue happiness, when life necessarily entails suffering, and when you have to endure suffering, you're going to be miserable, maybe even suicidal, because the purpose of your life is happiness. But when you live a meaningful life, you're willing to endure the suffering if there's a purpose behind it. So meaning will help you get through the bad times, whereas happiness won't. Because happiness is just a fleeting feeling. But I'm, I'm getting a little bit off subject. Anyway, the point is, again, I have a lot of disjointed thoughts that I need to coalesce into a video at some point. But right now I'm just kind of bouncing ideas off. So basically right. the conclusion I came to was you have to have religion. I don't like that, but you, you have to have religion because the average person can't conceptualize a secular philosophy of self-actualization. They need external, they need like some kind of external force to believe in. They need something like simple, like a, a religion is simple. Do it because God said. Oh, okay. Like that's that's the level you got to deal with people. You, you can't try to oh, yeah. rationalize with them. Hold on. That's too grand a scale, I think, for many people. Some people are happy looking for your ideal life. Some people will find happiness making their dream shoe by hand. The best idea is picking a hobby you can make money with and look back and feel exem. I think that meant to say accomplished. Yeah, you only got 250 characters, so you gotta, I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, okay, so you have, so we, I've accepted that basically religion is kind of inevitable and it's the best solution again i base everything on what will work not necessarily what i think is ideal we have to do what works first and then apply our ideals and principles second so how do we create or how do we reform rather a religion which will work the best and i kind of came up with three ideas and this actually proves why islam is winning and why christianity is getting its ass kicked and why judaism is treading water and it's because of three things. Number one, um, basically, Islam is the most patriarchal. Patriarchy is what creates successful societies. Christianity is the least patriarchal. Christianity has absolutely cucked itself to feminism and gynocentrism in order to keep their nonprofit status, in order to attract women. Uh, if, if you were... You may, if you're like a Christian, you may remember this movement a few years ago. I used to be religious back in the day, but there was this whole thing about seeker sensitive. And all seeker sensitive was were churches acting like the culture, adopting customs and practices and, and stuff to act like the culture to try to get people to be comfortable going to church, but basically defeating the purpose of church. Because if you're just going to be the culture, then what's the point? 
So anyway, right. that, so you have Christianity is basically losing hard. Judaism is kind of treading water, and then Islam is is just fucking destroying everything. And number one is because they're the most patriarchal. Number two, they are the least dependent on the supernatural. Like you have Jesus, Moses, and Muhammad. They're like the three founders of these religions. Uh, Jesus and Christianity is the most dependent on the, the supernatural, not only because of the resurrection, but also because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's a that's basically a a modern miracle if you believe in it. If you believe in the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's something you should be able to feel and experience right now. It's not a story in a book. And if you don't feel it, or if you find some kind of non-supernatural explanation for it, then you've undermined the entire basis of Christianity. Whereas, and mm-hmm. then, now, so Judaism, well, let me finish my thought, and then you can chime in. So Judaism, yeah, you have the story of Moses and the Passover and all the the miracles in Egypt, but there's no modern, there's no modern equivalent in Judaism to the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like, Jews don't believe in, like, modern miracles the way Christians do. And then Islam, Muhammad himself really didn't perform any miracles, so there's no supernatural underpinnings there. You may still be able to have a secular religion. An example, but not a good one, is the Code of Hammurabi. You need a religious theme if that makes sense, but you can make almost secular. Uh, well, but maybe. And I know, like, I guess uh, Buddhism doesn't really emphasize the supernatural either. Basically, again, I said this earlier, the reason why religion is vulnerable is because if you rely on the supernatural and then science comes behind you and uh, disproves a supernatural aspect of your religion. For example, uh, the, the boy had epilepsy, but in the Bible he had a demon. Well, if demonic possession is just mental illness and epilepsy, then what else is the Bible lying about? And then you're, you throw everything out the door, including the good stuff that's actually beneficial to a society, and then you embrace retarded shit like feminism and communism. So, anyway, so... Muhammad in Islam is the least supernatural. Like, I don't think Muhammad is credited with any miracles. And Muslims don't rely on any sort of miracle. Basically, you obey the Quran and you obey Allah because you, you just do it. There's no there's no miracle. There's no gift of the Holy Spirit. There's no reliance on the supernatural. So that makes them very... And look how... Basically, there's no scientific fact that you can present that will disprove Islam because Islam doesn't make any supernatural claims that can be disproven, whereas Christianity does. And so as science has progressed and certain aspects of Christianity have been challenged by science, uh, that undermines the entire basis of Christianity and makes it vulnerable to being thrown out. So that's, that's number two. Number three is Islam is extremely inflexible. It, like there have been attempts to uh, secularize and modernize Islamic countries, and then the fundamentalists come in there and have a counter-revolution, like what happened in Iran in the 70s. And people criticize Islam about how backwards they are, but again, they're winning. They're the only ones having kids. They're taking over Europe. They're doing what Napoleon and Hitler couldn't do. And they're doing without any sort of tanks or armies. They're just being invited in and breeding out the native population. So, you know, call it, you could say they're backwards and, and primitive, but they're going to be here in 100 years and you're not. Well, and you're absolutely right because, because that's one of the biggest uh, mistakes that Christianity has, has made is actually conformed itself to the world. Because even though right. the Bible has said this many, had said this in many ways and many times, said we are in this world, we're not of this world. 
and and now everybody it's like a lot of these churches want to be like hillsong they want to be friendly with the world whereas the i mean there's also another scripture where it says says i'd rather you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm i'll spew you out of my mouth meaning meaning um i want nothing to do with you so oh hold on i was going to spend half of this on tinder gold but i decided to just delete tinder altogether and come back to migta i went back to the plantation and today i told masa i sue had enough consider this donation a form of atonement <laughs> oh see okay yeah like i okay when i talked about the need for religion i wasn't talking about that don't like what's kind of funny is i know you mean that jokingly and i appreciate the donation oh, oh my gosh i'll hold on there is always a secular buddhist and taoist find self-worth and dedication to a cause Right. Yeah, I, I I might look into that. Um, but I don't know how... Here's the problem. The reason why Islam is dominating and like Buddhism and Taoism isn't is because there's no sense of community. So if you have to... If you're going to build and strengthen a society against things like gynocentrism, you need a basis for a community. I'm not sure if Buddhism or Taoism is up to the challenge. Whereas Islam clearly is. So it, anyway, again, I'm trying to do what will work, not well, necessarily Islam what advocates. Islam advocates for action. So Taoism and Buddhism, they're not nowhere in there. Like the Quran does it say to fucking purge the infidels or do anything like that. So the Quran is based on action and spreading it versus Taoism and Buddhism is based on internalizing it yourself. Right. Now, I know people, there's different interpretations of what jihad means. Like, it, it's supposed to be, it could be a personal struggle or it could be a religious war. But, I mean, if you look at the life of Muhammad, clearly he was a conqueror and a warlord. So, you know, if you're going to be like, oh, no, Islam doesn't teach conquests. Like, really? <laughs> like, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Um, anyway, but my point is, though, is Islam is winning for those three reasons and they're also the same reasons why Christianity is losing now Judaism they have the highest fertility rate in the developed world because they have a little bit of patriarchy specifically with the Orthodox Jews they're probably the best example but it's nowhere near Islam and Israel I mean even if their fertility rate like let's say if the Israeli fertility rate remains like between three and four that's great but Israel's a pretty small country and with Islam, pop, you know, reproducing at a rate of like five to six, and having a billion plus people, eh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all the chips on Israel and Judaism, you know, lasting when the Muslims come a knocking when all is said and done. TFM, do you want to yeah. address the? You wanted to say something about the Tinder comment before you forgot about it? Oh shit, I forgot. Hold on. Hold on. Um. Can I? The cool thing about Flower is I can like actually leave the game and I can still uh, like do stuff. Hold on, I, I have a I have an app that lets me read my Celestina comments. Oh, what the heck? Oh, I, I opened it up twice. Hold on. All right. Uh, the question was. Um. That was the. Let's see. Code of Rambe. Um, fuck. Uh, I don't see the... Oh, the Tinder comment. Oh, yeah. The guy was just creating religion. All right. So here's the... Oh, did I break it? Oh. 
Anyway, so I don't want to. I'm not advocating converting to Islam, but the things which Islam are doing right needs to be appropriated if there's going to be any chance for Western civilization. And the question has to be asked. Uh, what are we preserving? If we we talk about preserving the Western civilization, and notice the criticisms people have with Islam are like how they treat women. That's the number one criticism of Islam. Oh, Islam treats its women like shit. That's why Islam is evil. But that's why they're winning. That's what the West is doing wrong. Is the is the gynocentrism? And actually, if you look at the guardianship system in Saudi Arabia, the women aren't treated like property. It's actually a balanced system. The male guardians in Saudi Arabia are responsible for the women, and the women are accountable to the men. It's not a system where like the women are chattel, and they can be beaten and raped and everything by the men for no reason. And that is called oppression because of our gynocentric system. And so we judge Islam as, oh, it's so oppressive to women. But that's what Christianity lost. That's why Christians are dying, is because they've allowed women to do whatever the hell they want. And Islam will win if, if now I'm not saying convert to Islam because religions are a big package deal. You can't just like, oh, I want to convert to Islam because of the patriarchy, because it's not you can't just pick and choose what aspects of religion. If you if you convert to Islam, you're taking the whole package. So obviously there's there are some bad parts of Islam, which I'm not a big fan of. So what I advocate for is, first of all, we need to accept that religion is really the the only alternative as much as i would love a secular philosophy it it just it's too high an ideal for the average person to grasp they just won't so and then you have to have a religion which doesn't rely on the supernatural which has patriarchy and which is relatively rigid like when there are calls to reform your religion to treat women better you need to tell them to play hide and go fuck themselves I think once Islam wins, and they get comfortable, they will be in the same situation. Like champs, conflict and struggle fuels patriarchy. Western security, comfort, and luxury I think leads to low fertility and gynocentrism. I would, there would be, there's a merit to that argument, but the problem is there are rich countries there are rich Muslim countries. There are westernized. Like, again, you look at Iran during the 70s. They had a western, you know, kind of society. And they got, like, overthrown. So here's the thing. Islam, actually, unlike the West, unlike Christianity, unlike America and Europe, uh, when an Islamic country becomes too secular and western, the Muslims actually clean house. But in the West, you know, like what we talk about all the time, the government isn't listening. Uh, there's all these problems in society. No one cares about men. Nobody can do anything. Nobody's going to do anything. It's all just we're all just kind of talking shit on YouTube. But at the end of the day, and like people ask me, well, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to do something to your fam? It's like, yeah, read, I read um, Nietzsche's his book that spoke Zarathustra. Yeah, I've well, I haven't read every word because, like, I tried reading. I've I've learned my lesson. Whenever I try to read the original text, I I, I can't stay awake. 
So I try to read analyses or I watch or listen to analyses of the text rather than just reading the text. Like I tried reading the, uh, the Divine Comedy and I made it through Inferno and halfway through the, the, the middle one, not Paradiso, but the one about Limbo. And about halfway through that, I was like, fuck this shit. I am going to kill myself because I am bored to fucking death of this, this shit. So I, I yeah. I need to like I like I like to ana- analyze it with someone kind of like going to a college class. I can't just read it. It's boring as shit. But yes, I'm very aware of thus spoke Zarathustra. Anyway, but so I think uh, ine- inevitably, just like with Islam, there's going to be calls for reform and modernity. And Islam so far has rejected those reforms. And that's why they're winning. The day Islam decides, oh yeah, we need to treat women better. We need to be more like the West. That's when Islam starts to lose. They are rich, but isn't the Middle East a huge conflict zone? Wasn't the U.S.'s fertility rate super high during World War II? Well, not during World War II, because all the men were a little bit busy. And not in the good way. They weren't getting busy. They were busy getting shot at by the Nazis and shit. But yeah, after the, you know, that's why they call it the baby boom. Once the the soldiers came back, they had a lot of kids. But that only lasted literally one generation. Their children became the baby boomers. The most entitled piece of shit generation that ever existed. Muhammad was not only a prophet, but a normal man that was a war hero and inspiration to follow. Which is way after thousands of years his death Muslims will kill you if you insult him. Maybe we don't need a hero as much as we do a martyr. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Christianity is. Christianity worships a guy who was killed, whereas Islam worships a guy who conquered. So, and you look at the, how the religions react. So, the modern Christian church... Now, here's the thing. when I t- I'm basically advocating for if Christianity in the West wants to survive, they ha- they're going to have to appropriate the best practices of Islam. Like, oh, Christianity will never adopt such barbaric backwards practices. But Christianity had no problem adopting the practices of the culture. Feminism, gynocentrism, you know, being seeker sensitive. They had no problem adopting that. And what's happening is the church is is all but dead. Uh, Attendance is in the shitter, especially with men. Men have abandoned religion. Even men who believe, like Shogun, you say you're like you're a Christian, but you hate organized religion. Would you like to expound about why you hate organized religion? Well, a lot of it's for reasons you've already stated. Because now, now going okay, now let's go back to the whole secular, the whole secular, I, um, the whole secular government thing. Now, now, even though yes, I do believe in God, I do, I do believe that is a good idea. I mean, for one. Now, me being American, I do believe in both freedom of and freedom from religion. So the last thing you ever want is your quote-unquote religion to become your government, because that is how that's how it starts. When when religion becomes your government, then I mean, and wait, before I even get to that, let's go back to the point where how people it's like they need to have some sort of religion to have some sort of morals. That's one reason why it works. Now, once that becomes your government. And and the people that are in power, you know, start interpreting like the holy book is this or that, then you have the power to not only manipulate people but to corrupt people, and you do so for generations. 
Now, let's go back to when the Catholic Church was in power in Europe. They, they would, now, they had the Bible uh, completely in Latin. And, and whatever the priest said it meant is what it meant, because next to nobody understood Latin. But then people started finding out later on that, wait, the Bible doesn't say this. It actually says this, because they started getting it translated into their languages. And the corrupt um, people in the Catholic Church were actually getting angry, and they're realizing that they're losing power. So they started persecuting people that were actually protesting that and persecuting people that were translating the Bible into their own language, such as um, there was a woman who taught her children the Lord's Prayer in English. And if I remember correctly, they were all burned at the stake for that. Uh, there was the, now even before the King James Bible was written, if I remember correctly, there was somebody working on the English translation, and before he could finish it, he was killed because the Catholic Church found out and they had him killed. And mm. this this has happened in many 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 instances. I don't remember it all off the top of my head because I actually went back and studied this. So yes, that's just just one of many reasons why you don't want the religion to become your government. I mean now. Now, for anyone who does believe, now, a theocracy, it may sound good, but in actuality, there's always somebody trying to corrupt it and use it for their own good. Because, let's face it, um, most, people that, most people that are religious in some sort or another are easily manipulated, and they cash in on that. Now, when Constantine had, quote-unquote, converted to Christianity, he didn't do it because he, he believed that no, that Jesus was the Son of God, and that Yahweh was the lit, true and living God, and that the Holy Ghost would, had infilled him. No, because he, in actuality, he was a pagan. He used to persecute the Christians because he he realized that no matter how hard you fought them, they would fight back even harder and harder, and that he was losing. And essentially, he realized, you know what? If I pretend to convert, then I can have this power for myself. So what he did was he got into power, made a deal with the uh, with the Catholic Church and and the pagans, and then started mixing in um, pagan tradition in there, and then and then and then that was his way of ultimately getting back at the Christians and stuff. Right. So, so yes, you don't you don't want you don't want religion to be your government, and also even looking at Islam, th- I mean, mm-hmm. I understand that Islam is is better than having communism as your government or having fascism or socialism but still mm-hmm. I don't want Islam as my government because you lose out on freedom of religion and freedom from religion it becomes the law when when the Quran becomes the law then yeah it's it's going to suck because yes I mean now if I remember correctly in Islam you're allowed to rape and murder anyone who's not Islam who's not of Muslim mm-hmm. faith and that is that's the one thing I don't. I mean, that's one thing I don't want to become. Well, like. you're allowed. Okay, here's the thing though. Uh, the Bible says slavery is okay. Like that, basically, you can, you're allowed to take sex slaves and stuff in Islam, but you're allowed to have slaves in in Judaism and Christianity too. In fact, well, uh, when I um, I did a video about um, I did a video about something recently, Coltane left a, a comment about that. How these Christian girls or Christians in general. Uh, they don't want to admit that the the Bible advocates slavery, even though it clearly does. But obviously, that's uncomfortable. So they just kind of like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't count. That's the old covenant. That's this and that. 
But even in the New Testament, Paul tells slaves to submit and to, you know, whatever. Now, here's the thing. If you can dismiss the, the verse of the Bible which advocates slavery or, or endorse or permit slavery, then you have no basis to bitch when your women denounce the parts of the Bible that uh, that support patriarchy. Because if, if, if slavery is something we can just wave away, then why do women have to submit to men? And that's the problem with Christianity. So Islam is simply consistent. And you know how big I am about consistency. So yeah, they have their slavery in Islam, just like there was slavery in Judaism and Christianity. And because, again, Islam, that's a strength of Islam. It's, it doesn't change. It doesn't change with the times. It doesn't say, oh, well, yeah, that was then, this is now. It's like, no, this is the way things are. If Muhammad had slaves, slavery's a-okay. Now, I'm personally against slavery, but again, you got to look at what works. Islam works. It's winning. It's reproducing, whereas uh, Christianity is dying because it it played the culture game. I totally get what you're saying about, um, like, the point I was trying to make, though, the reason why men have abandoned the Christian church is because it's all—it's not about anything other than the power of those in the church. So even though we 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 have separation of church and state, we don't have a theocracy. The Christian Church in America and Europe is no less political. It's no less about the power of those in the church. You have pastors and priests, and like the fucking Pope is an SJW. Yeah. So so and the the government is no less corrupt. So you're like, oh, if, if Islam was the government, it would be really bad. But even in America, we don't have a, a theocracy. Is the government less corrupt? Is the government like it's just it's just a different flavor of shit. Basically, governments by their very nature become corrupt and self-serving. That's just what governments are. So well, you, you just really know getting away from that. So right. I, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, could- Okay. Yeah. There's. There's. Now, speaking of government being corrupt, this re- it reminds me of like when you take the word the English word government and take the word govern, which means to control, and then meant and add e into it, you get the you get the um, Latin word for mind. And I don't know if that's where it really comes from, but people like to say government means mind control based on that. Although at the okay. same time, it make I mean when you really look at what governments, especially even modern day governments, are, it's it's basically a lot like that. And before I forget, I noticed you brought up slavery okay. in the Bible. Now, mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be um, indentured servitude. Uh, the equivalent um, of that. Oh, well, that's what, I mean, that's what, slav- what slavery has always been. The idea of racial-based slavery, like this entire race of people should always be slaves. No, that's like, that only existed with the African slave trade. Uh, okay, the whole. Now- Indentured okay, servants were, uh, yeah. What's up? All right. So, well, I didn't. Sorry to cut you off, but okay. Now, I now, I always thought that indentured servitude and slavery were two different things, or at least that's well. I know that's what they taught us in school, but just because right. they taught us that in school doesn't mean it's true. Well, there's there's, there's actually there's one instance of racial based permanent slavery, and that was in because again, I used to be religious, so. Prepare to be dazzled with my knowledge of the Bible. So uh, in the book of uh, Judges, or, no, the book of Joshua, or it might have been, it's, it involves Joshua. I want to say it's Judges, but I'm not, I may be wrong. But anyway, so Joshua, back when he was going around conquering, there was a tribe of the people who lived in the land of Israel. 
while Josh was going around conquering them, who they abandoned their city, they put on old clothes, and they they told Joshua, "Oh, we're travelers. Can we can we serve you for life? We'll be your servants." And he spared them, even though he was commanded to kill everyone. Uh, he, they lied to him, pretended to be like poor passerbys, and he allowed them to live. And because he made a covenant with them, even though he was tricked, he he honored his word and allowed them to live as their slaves. So that's an example of that they weren't indentured; they didn't have a debt. They basically sold themselves into slavery, and the nothing bad happened. It's not like God chastised Joshua for that and said, no, you must kill them all. No, he, they allowed them to live and be their slaves. So, look, again, this is an uncomfortable fact about, and it, look, it's ancient history, but the Bible does advocate slavery. And if you're willing to wave that away and say, oh, that was then, this is now, then how can you tell women you have to submit to your husbands? The Bible says so. Well, the Bible says slavery is good too. Are we advocating for slavery? Well, well, no. Well, well, then. well we are, we are, we are we passage, slaves. I have We're a passage from my copy of the Quran about divorce, if you want me to read it. It's kind of long, oh, though. Oh, God. Well, uh, it's not I, I don't. I, I can just I, read the first part. Can you just give me the Cliff Notes version? I don't really need, like, a direct quote. Um, okay. You are not allowed to take away the least of what you have given your wives. I mean, that'd be a good takeaway. That's in the second section of it, the cow. Oh, okay, so she's well, she's allowed to keep like her dowry and bride price and whatnot. Yeah, basically the standard of living that current divorce courts have. Okay, well, I mean that's an interpretation. I, I know most uh, Islamic countries, and I, if I think Shear would be able to back me up with this too, you're supposed to give her back because there's usually like a bride price. And you got to give her back her dowry. Not that doesn't apply to. Oh, you have to take care of her for the rest of her life because you didn't give her that. That's not a, a gift you gave her. So you have to give her back whatever dowry her family paid, but not like that doesn't in, that doesn't uh, make alimony uh, some kind of thing. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. My point is though, um, if if the West is to survive, we have to, first of all, accept that religion is inevitable. And it's actually kind of necessary because people are too stupid to accept a secular philosophy. It's, it's just too, it's too much. It's too high. It's too complicated. It, re it requires too much personal, um, personal responsibility, frankly, which is against human nature. So, you know, such is life. Yep. But anyway, the, so but I'm not saying we need to convert to Islam either. But we do need right. to appropriate what works. And if we're unwilling to appropriate what works, if we're going to be like, "Oh, Islam is so backward and barbaric." Not like us, we're so enlightened. Well, we're we're so enlightened that we're dying. We are like we will not exist in 100 years. That's how enlightened we are. We're enlightening ourselves to death. So, we need maybe and I'm just saying, we gotta we gotta do what works, not necessarily what we'd like to do ideally. On a positive right. note, Christian religion produced the first MGTOW monks called Trappist and Templars. They didn't marry and instead just lived together, brewed beer, sold it for money, and later they took care of each other in sickness and death. Lol. 
Yeah, I know. What's kind of funny about the how the the, the traditionalists shit on MGTOW and talk about how we have like some kind of like and they the only thing they can cite is in the book of Genesis after the flood when Noah was told Noah and his sons were told to multiply and fill the earth. For some reason, that is like a commandment from God that you know that why that's why MGTOW is the devil and why men need to reproduce. But then you have all these examples from the New Testament, like Paul, um, who said, "Don't get married." Yet Jesus, he didn't get married. Oh, well, where was his commandment? Why why wasn't he sowing his divine oats, knocking up all them hoes? Um, but no, he. So it's all bullshit. Basically, it's just. They're trying to find justification for their own gynocentrism, and that's honestly right. that's what's killing the West. That's what that's what killed Christianity. The reason why men don't go to church, the reason why they abandon religion, is because of the gynocentrism. And you know what? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right there because, okay, I forgot what I was going to say before. No, oh, now I remember because yes, because I brought up those exact same points. I came down to that on my on my on my at my conclusion also. So. Because I've gotten into arguments about this all the time, and they use this commandment to to Moses. No, not Moses to um, Noah. To Noah that this is yeah Noah. Why did I say Moses? But yeah, that you're supposed to breed and that you're supposed to like get married and have a family. Now I see. Now in hindsight, I do see importance to that because as we see now, if if people stop breeding in mass, then your fertility rate goes down. And then you're just right for the takeover for nearby nations that just want to that just want to acquire your land. But it still doesn't mean that every single person has to dedicate themselves to having children. I mean, Jesus didn't have kids. Right. And uh, and 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 going back to like the whole thing about like men getting tired of the cuckery in the church. Now, Barbarossa actually talked about this a while back. I don't remember what video it was, but this was years ago. Yeah, And Barbarossa was spot on. I knew he was spot on right then and there. And one time, and one time, I was invited to a church once, and this was supposed to be like for like men to gather. And then I knew it was coming. One guy started getting up there talking about how men need to take responsibility, and and even he was like, "I know we've been saying this for long, a long time, but yeah, we really, really need to do it." And I wanted to just crash the entire service and say, "Okay, stop, stop, stop! I need you to stop simping for one minute. I will tell you the problem." I will tell you the exact problem and the solution in under 10 minutes. And I will explain it. And I'll, I will write it in crayon so that all of you can understand it. But, yeah, I, there were a few women there. And I know the women would have been upset. I mean, Uh-oh. I even stood in front of a church and even said it. I even said, I mean, not the same day. I even said that if you, you see that when you give women rights... Then they stop. They stop having children, especially when it came to feminism. You know, being rebellious um, mm-hmm. toward um, towards the natural order, and essentially giving men no incentive to marry or even have kids, then it destroys your nation and destroys your fertility rate. And and whether you believe in God or not, you can even look at all throughout Proverbs. It says the same thing, but just in different ways. Now it says. A man, it says, as a man, you're better off living in the desert than living in, in a house with an angry and contentious woman. Well, it says brawling, but you know what I mean. Right. And and that's exactly what men are doing. They're doing exactly what the Bible tells them to do. So they're technically obeying God, and you can't really fault them for obeying God, can you? But, but, but the but woman... You, but yes, go 
Well, well, the wanna, the wanna were made to submit, and if they're not oh, going to submit, shit. then then exactly, you're you're not. Then there's no point in marrying them, and the Bible tells you not to marry them too, because it even Shogun, tells who, you about who hurt you, who hurt you, you know Shogun. what? You know what? <laughs> Everybody's been hurt. I, I, know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, okay, trying to remember what I was going to say. Thanks a lot, TFM. I know. You you derailed it. Well, look, I know how I feel when I get a Celestina comment, and I can't remember what I was talking about. Right. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, the Bible even talks about how, 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 like, a seductive woman can, like, destroy the way of kings and stuff, and telling you exactly how serious it is uh, not to engage thoughtery and and actually keep your pin pants strong because yes it, it destroys nations feminism right. destroys nations you can go back to babylon that's the first instance of it the, the descendants of ishtar were cursed and right. well and even, so, even in babylon oh sorry go ahead well my the ultimate culmination of all this thought this thought process was like so if the problem with Western, what if the problem with Western civilization is Western civilization, and the solution is basically inevitable and like basically, but you can't save it. In fact, like it's like trying to save cancer. You don't want to save it. Just make a covenant with those church members that if you marry and she decides to divorce, rape you, and child support, etc., the church will cover it all. Have the contract ready and show them where to sign. That will shut them down. Smile. Yeah, I've given the same advice to people who uh, their parents try to pressure them to get married. I tell them to have their parents sign a contract that they'll cover the all the divorce and alimony and child support. And then that usually shuts them up. Also, yep. if the, the church was ever like officially formatted like that for everyone, the church would be bankrupt in less than a day because everyone would just be divorcing to take advantage of it and then getting remarried over and over again for infinite free money <laughs> that's 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 true Karoy. Anyway, anyway so you have the pro so the reason why everyone hates islam is because of how they treat their women which is actually why they're winning and it is, it's what the west needs to appropriate so aside from some of the like you know like some of the cultural things of islam Honestly, there isn't really much to do. You can't say you because the thing is, the problems that are in, infecting Western civilization are fundamental to Western civilization. Now, uh, I was watching this video about some guy called Moldbug from this guy called the Distributist, who I did a, uh, a debate with a couple years ago, and he had this idea of basically getting rid of democracy and having a system where you have a bunch of like micro nations where people can travel freely you know immigrate between nations there'd be like free trade free immigration but you wouldn't vote basically you just live in whatever country you know supports whatever you want but you basically you could maximum you can vote with your feet but you can't vote with your vote and I'm like that's an interesting that's an interesting kind of alternative to my system where I have checks and balances and whatnot. But another thing he advocated, which I'm actually very fascinated by, is the idea of basically you can't fight using conventional means. Like the idea of like a, a civil war or an uprising, that's not going to happen. 
it, you're, it's it's going, and if it does happen, it's going to be very bad. Um, you shouldn't be asking for that sort of thing. What he advocated for was basically creating, and I. This is the reason why I'm so fascinated by this is because it's very similar to what I've been talking about with the whole like no go zones and you know just handling your own shit and telling the government to piss off. So what he advocated for were basically creating an alternative to the the political and social system, basically creating your own society, uh, a no-go zone, for lack of a better word. And he he did it from a more secular perspective. Secular might not be the right word. Uh, the example that the distributist used was creating alternative forms of education. So instead of people going to university and being indoctrinated into leftism, they would there would be this society where they could learn a trade or they could learn something and it would be largely informal but people would be recognized for their skill kind of like the Amish Amish don't go to college to learn how or trade school to learn how to make sheds and stuff but people know the shit that the Amish build is really good quality like if you buy something that's built by the Amish it's going to be like the best shit you've ever had like fuck that Chinese garbage you know like the Amish make really good shit, but there's no certification. There's no qualification that, you know, it's not like the Amish. Oh, I'm a doctor and making Amish stuff. They just have a reputation of excellence. So that's kind of what he was talking about. So I was thinking like how that could apply to MGTOW. So instead of all this talk about, I don't know this, this is, this is where the paradigm shift comes in. Um, I don't know if taking like this whole idea of trying to red pill men and get them to take women's rights away. Uh, it was probably never going to work to begin with, but now I'm trying to. I'm starting to second guess, like whether it's even desirable. Not only will it not work, it's just a waste of time because it's going to happen anyway. And what are you really preserving? You're, pre- you're like you don't want to like the the things that will die when the shit eventually collapses is the shit you that needs to die. So instead of trying to save Western civilization, just save save individual men, which is kind of like what I've been about more or less, but I've been trying to like think bigger, but maybe that was a mistake. So what this guy was talking about was creating kind of like what the Amish do, creating an alternative system an alternative society of education and building a counterculture. And that's something I can do now. Like I, I only have, I have a limited, I can't teach everything, but I could teach the fields that I, I was educated in. I can make videos about like finance and business and economics and investments and shit like that. I've kind of already have to a large degree, but that can be my thing. And then other MGTOW channels can kind of just educate people and just not from a red pill perspective, not simply, Hey, this is some good information that'll help you make money, but also this is good information that will, you know, help you be a better person and live a better life you know, with red pill knowledge is in addition to, you know, business and money knowledge. And maybe that's the answer. And then we just kind of prepare. And then when shit inevitably goes south, um, you know, not, I don't want to get into this, like the drama of it all, but for those of you, there was a recent attempt to create like a MGTOW, uh, intentional community. If you're not sure what, if you're not, don't know what an intentional community is, it's basically like a prepper community. So if you don't know what prepping is, it's people who kind of, they prepare for a collapse. So they, they, they buy extra food, they learn survival skills, and they kind of pool their resources. They create a bug out location so that when society starts to shit the bed, they can survive. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. I highly advocate for that kind of thing. But the problem is a, got, a couple of MGTOW got together and tried to form a MGTOW-based intentional community. And it went south so badly. And then there was all this bullshit about doxing and whatnot. Because obviously if you're going to form a society with a bunch of people, they have to know who you are. So there's a whole bunch of bullshit with that. And yeah, it was it was bad juju all the way around. So let's just this idea of a MGTOW based prepper slash intentional community is just not going to work. But what will work is if you take red pill knowledge within a different community, like I've been talking when I talk about the alt right, about how white people don't have a racial identity. However, they have a national and a religious identity. You're never going to get white people to form an ethno state because white people in general don't have a racial identity. But you can get white people to form a a nation based on a national identity. Like think of like Columbia from Bioshock Infinite, this celebration of you know of America. You could do that. You could form some kind of society which celebrates Jeffersonian you know liberalism or something like that. Some kind of uh, the American founding fathers. It celebrates the national identity. Make America great again. That would unite white people or religion. Form a Catholic community or something. That, that You could unite people based on their religious identity, but not their racial identity. Because only blacks and Jews have a racial identity because they don't have a national identity. I, I explained this. Jews kind of didn't have a nation for 2,000 years, so they had their nation stolen from them. They didn't have the luxury of a national identity. A lot of Ameri- black, and, black Americans, they're descended from slaves. They have no idea what part of Africa they're from. They don't have a national identity. And the, the blacks from Africa, they don't see themselves as... They don't see any... They have no brotherhood or a, 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 like affection for American blacks. They hate American blacks because they have a national identity. So instead of trying to foster some racial identity for white people, just accept that racial identity is basically like it's nature's silver medal. When your people don't have a, a proper national identity, only then do they form a racial identity. But because white people have a national identity, trying to get them to form a racial identity is kind of stupid. In, in the same way... Hispanics and Asians have no racial identity either. When you talk to Hispanics, they don't see like if a guy a guy from Mexico and a guy from Peru and a guy from Colombia and a guy from Venezuela, they do not see themselves as brothers. They do not see themselves as the same group. They see themselves as completely different people. Same thing with Asians. Japanese, Chinese, Laotian. There's like that whole bit in King of the Hill where he's like, so are you Chinese or Japanese? Like I'm Laotian. He's like, Laotian? What ocean? Like, from Laos, stupid. It's a landlocked landlocked country in Southeast Asia between North and South Korea. It's like, so are you Chinese or Japanese? But that's the thing. So just accept that racial identity is basically not going to work for white people or anyone outside of American blacks and Jews. And just, again, you got to do what works. I understand. Like, I would love it. I would love to live in a world where anarcho-capitalism was viable, but it's not. And we have to live in the real world. Sometimes, like, our ideals are just not attainable, and we can still have those ideals. I could still yearn for a future where my ideals can be realized. But in the meantime, we have to live in the real world. Otherwise, we're no better than the communists who want to impose their utopian bullshit, and then the pile of bodies keeps getting higher. And they just will not admit that their ideas don't work. So, I guess that's I guess that's all I had to say. Those are my thoughts. 
Yeah, that was a that was a good conversation. Well, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Am I? Do you have any feedback? I'm I'm kind of just bouncing ideas. These these thoughts haven't really coalesced into a coherent kind of stream of logic yet. I'm just kind of bouncing ideas. I'm I'm still learning this stuff and still thinking about it myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm also thinking about um, certain things that you brought up myself because even I'm making a video about the whole uh, about the whole Islam thing and um, especially aimed at people that think Islam is the answer um, to actually taking women's rights away. But if I mean, if you want to do that, you don't need Islam because I mean, because just as you've already pointed out, um, all you need is the numbers. And as long as you have the numbers, then yes, then you could then you could do something. And I was getting I was I brought up a bunch of statistics on um, like how as long as you have I mean you could probably have like five or even, or maybe even three percent at the bare minimum, and that's a roughly ten million people, and that's enough to outnumber the military, the police force combined, uh, four times over just about. Well, no, I I need to. Someone brought up a uh, Spanish Catalonia. So I want to make a quick aside now that you reminded me of that. So if you're not familiar, uh, there is a province or like a state in in the nation of Spain that actually had a referendum to secede from Spain. And even though the population of Catalonia is like 7 million people, after the ref- after the referendum and after the people of Catalonia voted to leave Spain, the Spanish government came down hard on them. So a lot of people were pointing out, like, well, just because you have millions of people doesn't mean the government won't come after you. Look at Spanish Catalonia. But there's a very there's a distinct difference. There's a very big difference between when you secede from a country, you're not just taking their real estate, you're taking their taxes. Obviously, if you become your own country, they can't tax you anymore. So right. you are directly attacking the country. You are setting yourself up as a rival, and you are taking their citizens, their tax base, and their land. So, yes, you are threatening them, and they are going to react in kind. But if you create your own, like, religious community, and you take women's rights away, or, let I me mean, let's put it a nicer way. You, uh, you, you instill biblical masculinity, or you promote traditional family values call it whatever you want it's patriarchy and patriarchy means women don't get to enjoy the rights that they enjoy under feminism but call it whatever you want it doesn't really matter i use the term taking women's rights away and i've explained this before because when you do any sort of change to to try to buffer against feminism they will use the words taking women's rights away they will accuse you when trump redefine domestic violence to mean actual domestic violence not not giving your girlfriend all your money you know actual violence there has to be actual violence for there to be domestic violence the the media attacked him saying he was taking women's rights away and when in Italy they were talking about doing away with lifetime alimony and going with a baseline of 50-50 custody and divorce, rather than the woman always getting custody, they attacked the judges and the politicians saying they were taking women's rights away. So call it whatever you want, but feminism will accuse you of taking their rights away. So I'm trying to desensitize you to that by calling it what they will call it. So that when the push comes to shove, you just don't give a shit anymore, and the magic spells of no consequence. 
But the thing, you don't want to attack the government. You don't want to, like, we're going to secede from the country and form our own nation because then the government will attack you. They don't they won't care because they can't, just like with the Civil War, like the American Civil War, they can't allow parts of their country to leave because then who's they're going to lose that tax base, that tax revenue. But if you just manage your own shit in your own community, but you pay your taxes and you, you're not a threat to the government, they have no reason to fuck with you. And they yeah, will leave that, you alone. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's another part I wanted to get into, too, because I was thinking of that also. Um, well, not necessarily the part about seceding from the Union, because, I mean, that was also a very good point. But that if you are a citizen of that country, they're not going to try and wipe everybody out because... And even if you had, a, you had a significant number of people that wanted to rise up and then take women's rights away or, or do whatever... They can't kill everybody because, I mean, they're the taxpayers, they're the people that actually maintain infrastructure, because you're going to need some people to actually rule over if you want to if you want to maintain a nation. Right. Now, now I, I hear a lot of people responding to stuff like that was, well, what if what if they do decide to fuck with you? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, th- these people are trolls, just so you know. What they want you to do is they're playing what I like to call soundbite chicken. If you've never heard of the soundbite chicken, it's, it's America's favorite pastime. They want you to say something that they can record or take out of context that makes you sound crazy or violent, so they can shut you down. Because right. like that's what so that what they're doing is they want you to advocate for terrorism or violence or something. That way they can report you to the you know Discord, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, and then have you deplatformed. Because context is a tool of the patriarchy. So, you know, yeah. And it is what it is. And people can still take you out of context even if you don't. Um, That's their problem. But don't play their game. Don't play soundbite chicken. When someone tries to get you to advocate for something that, like, violence or terrorism, whatever, tell them to go fuck themselves. Just tickle that block button. Tickle that close button. Don't play their game. Because they're just they're just trying to get you to say something so they can they can shut you down. Yes, um, you're absolutely right. Because it's it's okay to not have to. You don't always have to get the last word in. Because yeah. yes, some some people will try to bait you. I mean, I used to bait people myself on YouTube, especially. I mean, a lot of people I didn't agree with. I mean, I'm not going to get into the groups I used to bait, but I I because I knew that if I baited them, that I could get them to say this and then go aha. See, I knew that that if I baited you, then you get to, I get you to admit this, and it right. got to the point where people would you know start blocking me, and because they had no rebuttals at all, it, it was right. fun. Now, but yeah, right, right. And I, I just block people. Like one guy was like, you know, for going your own way, you sure talk about women a lot, even digital ones, and that's because that's the only women you can get. Oh, sick burn! And I said, here, hold this block for me. And I just blocked him, and he he could think whatever he wants. He can go home and be like, oh, I fucking show. Turd fucking monkey who's boss and he didn't he couldn't answer my witty retort and he blocked me. Well, yeah, I, I could call you all kinds of names and I can get mad, or frankly, you're not worth my time and I got more important things to do. So yeah, I'm just gonna block you. Because you're clearly not interested in having a conversation. So I'm not interested in having a conversation with you. See how that works? Yeah, precisely. It's like trying to debate people on what's oh, Tumblr. Because I had a, I remember I was on Tumblr at one point, and I used to go at it with these feminists and SJWs all the time. And of course, I mean, the vast majority of them didn't even have a decent argument to 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 actually uh, bring up. I mean, there was some, there was another person there. His name was Mr. Cappadocia, 
he was a, a self-professed MRA at the time, but he was extremely knowledgeable. I mean, almost on your level. And yeah, mm. he used to follow that guy and he made a lot of good points. And he was one of the main reasons why I actually stayed on Tumblr was because I really liked this guy. And it I mean, it wasn't he, the hentai. No, it was not the hentai or the porn. Oh my, what? Not, not even close. It was that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, even he got tired of it and just you no know, kind of said, no, screw this. I'm, I got better things to do. And yeah, it's basically like that. Although sometimes I, if I have to debate somebody, I don't debate somebody just in hoping, like, or even expecting to win. My my goal is for that other people watching, so that they can see through the BS that's going on and I make see. a decision based. Yeah, I don't like having debates at all. I prefer to have a conversation. So I want to understand your perspective, and I want you to understand my perspective, and I want to hear your criticisms, and I want to answer them. But and if you want to be like, oh, I won, I showed you, oh, I, I don't care. Because what did you win? Oh, you won an argument on the internet. Ooh, here's your trophy. But whatever. Yeah, some people are cr are cringing um, knowing that I had a Tumblr at the time, but yeah. I didn't know that there were feminazis there at the time. I thought it was just like a bunch of like neat pictures of landscapes, uh, abandoned buildings in Belgium and stuff like that, because that was the big reason I was there. And then I discovered the feminazis, and then I started going at them because, you know, I was still going through. I had some red pill rage left, and I was I was listening to Tom Likas a lot, and I was just kind of hurting for some blood there. And when did you discover the porn on Tumblr? That, I discovered it. Thing. I discovered it shortly in. Now I don't know if this guy actually listens to you, but I know he was a fan of Tom Likas. He goes by SE101. I think that's what his name was. I mean, I know he's been following Likas for quite a while. It was, I think it was that guy that introduced me to all the porn and stuff. Then I discovered, oh wait, there is a lot of porn here. There's a, but, yeah, it's like, it's like going on. It's like reading Playboy for the articles. Be like, these are really good articles. There's porn in Playboy. What? I just thought it was articles. When did this happen? Oh, that woman is topless. Well, this is this is just degeneracy. I don't know who allowed these topless women into my periodical about well-written articles. I don't know. This is this is unacceptable. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of. I'll be honest. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff on Tumblr. I saw um, there was a, oh. and I know people are really going to get on me about this one. There was a race play on Tumblr. On. Don't Missy's say anything. Don't don't say anything. You're going to regret. Before hey, remember, I have no... remember the horse pussy. Do you want to repeat yes. of the horse pussy incident? Well, well, well. You, you know me. I have. I basically have no filter. I share all sorts of things about. Well, my I'm just. I, okay. Well, okay. Look, I'm not going to save you from yourself. You go. You do you. Tell right, us all right. about Missy's plantation. Yeah, it was about this black. No, no, it was about this um, a white woman who had a race play fetish, and then she found so a few other white women and I think one Asian girl that also had a race play fetish. And they'd get some black dudes on there and they'd start and yeah, it was basically like porn for racists or or black people that like being dominated. And there was also I mean, there was not just black people, but um but there was other races too. I mean, yeah, there were um people from India, they were calling them packies and stuff. Um oh, God. one making fun of Asians. 
but it was mostly for it was mostly like about black it's like a sex thing it's stuff. like a sex thing so they're the kind yeah, of people because... who watch the django and jerk off to it like oh yeah well it's not so much that but no some people just get off um when it comes to black men you know because of no no masses junk size what black people have big dicks when did this happen well um it's um well there was actually a study on this and it was actually it just happens to be that in republic of congo yes an african country that they were they had the largest junk in the world seven inches on average yes must have not measured the ashkenazis then oh they did fucking karoi Oh, they act, they did. And well, they yeah, no, but Jews. but Karoy, he is, he can make his penis two D, and he can stretch it to like several feet because he keeps the mass of his three D penis, and so he can stretch the the mass of his three D penis into a almost infinite two D plane. Huh? It, it's like a yeah, fruit by the foot, correct. like a fruit roll up. Yeah. You, you seen like a fruit roll up? You can roll it up like it's like that, like fruit roll up rules, like a slap bracelet. Yeah. Yep, every yeah, everything's possible in the anime world. But but yeah, um but yeah, I'm just saying I saw a lot of freaky things there like like there were I mean there was also cuck porn too like oh god. And no and no no, don't even don't even assume I was into this. I just found uh, it randomly. There was someone look, called I'm not I don't even I don't even go to Tumblr and I'm aware of like cuz I've seen the Mr. Medicker videos about DeviantArt the sonic inflation porn and giantess porn and vor Ni- dick nipple vor that's the pin- like unless once you learn about dick nipple vor basically nothing will shock you after that you're like people like they like women with dicks for nipples eating people with their dick nipples that's your kink no. of all the things to get off on like i want a woman with dicks for nipples who eats people with her dick nipples that's my that's my jam. There was a recent news article of a guy who dressed up in a dog suit and banged his dog, got arrested, lol. He could have got a doll, but wanted that doggy style so bad. <laughs> LML. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. There was a there's a meme of a someone got a My Little Pony plush and put a flashlight in it. Which isn't even that hard. Like, if that's what you're into, yeah, you can get, like, a little My Little Pony plush and just stick a fleshlight in it. It's literally just a pair of scissors and a fleshlight, and you just stick it in. So... I gotta experiment. Fucking Adam and Eve sent me four fleshlights in the mail today. Uh, what the hell I'm gonna do with that? Nice. Mean? That's a lot of fleshlights. It's a lot of fleshlights. I remember when early on in my sex toy reviewing career, I got sent a bunch of penis extender sleeves, which are for, like, Asian guys with tiny dicks. And I got sent five of them, so I just put them on my fingers and called myself Dick Fingers. Okay, God has left the stream and this <laughs> I'm Dick Fingers. Okay, you can run, but are... you can't hide, bitch. Okay, we're we're seriously degenerating here. <laughs> Do I have to sober cap this? Because okay, I guess. this is getting well, too much. All right, all right. Don't yeah. mess with Dick Fingers. Okay. Dick fingers is not to be trifled with. No. Uh, <sighs> yeah, anyway. Uh, sure. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So that that's my my thoughts about uh, religion and self actualization and MGTOW and taking women's rights away and 
all that good stuff. So I think I might actually just be, I might focus more on uh, kind of just, just kind of dusting my hands off with Western civilization. Being like, you know what, fuck you, you deserve to collapse. And just saving individual men and kind of create some alternative society or, or at least create a counterculture. Maybe not not like a prepper community. That's not going to work. Uh, don't try to, trust me, do not try to start some kind of MGTOW prepper intentional community. That's a bad idea. But what you can do is get red-pilled and bring your red-pill knowledge to your community, whether it's religious, whether it's nationalistic, whatever community you belong to anyway. Because MGTOW is international. It crosses all races, colors, nations. It's basically just it's men doing what's common sense. So take your common sense and go, you know, go and do likewise with the, the men in your, in your community and help, help save them. What do you think of Ak along with several NY Democrats making Amazon not set up shop in Long Island and her complete lack of understanding of tax credits is not giving money away? Oh yeah, Cortez is a retard. I mean, is that is that a shocker? Is that a box news alert? That Cortez is a fucking retard who doesn't know how economics works? That's That should surprise no one. The fact that she's so popular... The fact that she's the voice of a generation and she's so fucking ignorant about how everything works, that, that's very telling. That shows you how fucked we are when that's the voice of a generation, is the ignorant fucking retard that is Cortez. But, you yeah. know, free shit, you free shit, idea. free shit for everyone. That's all that matters. Got to get that free shit. It's like that Black Eyes P song, but instead of getting that boom, 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 they're getting that free shit from the government. They gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Good conversation. I know I talk too much. Some people like it. Some people are like, you, you talk too much, you don't let other people talk. And some people are like, why do you let other people talk? We didn't subscribe to listen to them. We came for you. So I just you can't please anyone. Well, yeah, you're right. You you can't please everyone because I mean, there's some people that say that that I don't talk enough and that I I yield to you a bit too much. And sometimes I think that's true. I think I do yield to you a bit too much. But yeah, yeah. and others say have something more interesting to say, which I understand. I try to make things more interesting. Are have you been using your pheromone soap? Because maybe you just need to be more alpha. Gotta maintain. Uh, yeah, sure. Let me get right on that. Uh, let me let me let me spend like half of my next paycheck on some yeah. pheromones. So see how that works. Yeah, go to go to like this conference for two thousand dollars and learn how to maintain frame. Okay. I'll help sober cat this as well. Did you see the latest thinking ape vid on Andrew Yang and his Ubi platform? But to add to your science talk a while back. Ubi could work if folks could get a raise for scientific progress or inventions. But that that's not UBI. The whole point of UBI is it's universal basic income. It's supposed to pay for the basics. It's just commun it's it's literally just communism. And it won't work because economics. And also there's not enough money to pay for it. And and the second you talk about oh, but you know, give people who 
give people who benefit society a raise, but they're the ones who are going to be paying all the taxes. So like, oh, give them back some of their own money. Well, why not just not take their money in the first place? Why not not have UBI at all? That would work even better. So basically, you're just conceding UBI is a bad idea, and it would it would it could work if it just wasn't UBI. And I agree, UBI would totally work, except for the whole UBI part. Once we get rid of UBI, UBI will totally work. It's a it's a UBI getting in the way of UBI. Damn UBI! Wow. It's always UBI is such a great idea. If only UBI would stop getting in the way of UBI, then UBI would be the future. But as long as we have UBI. UBI will never work. But once we get rid of UBI, then UBI can work. UBI would work if it was only given to people that masturbate the hentai at oh, least God. three times a day. <sighs> here's, here's the thing, Kuroi. I was once like, not not the hentai. I, I don't get the whole, the, the moe, gray alien-like head proportions. But I used to jerk off a lot. I, I'm, not, I'm not too proud to admit. I may have... I may have mastered in masturbation, but honestly, the best thing you could do is if you get a doll, because you can actually get like when you jerk off, you only get twenty five percent of the, the the pleasure chemicals, the dopamine and all that stuff. So you'll feel like you have to keep like you'll jerk off, you'll get like a little bit of relief, but it's almost like eating potato chips. You know, it doesn't satisfy. Whereas when you actually have sex. You actually get relief. You actually feel satisfied. You can actually, like, check that off your list and go do something else with your day. Whereas when you jerk off, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm still horny. I better jerk off again. And you're jerking off three or four times a day. So, yeah. It's just more efficient yeah, that... to have sex with a doll because then you, you get it all done one go. And then you're satisfied. You can now get back to doing real shit. Yeah, when I heard you and uh, Hermit saying that a few months ago, that's what convinced me to... To get a doll, which I will get eventually. Well, you have your don't you have a you have a waifu pillow, right? Yeah, an anime body pillow. Yeah, you can get that thing I reviewed where it's like you put that on the pillow, and it adds like a pussy to the pillow. LOL, Shogun, bust a beat to this, Ubi, 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 you Ubi, 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 you Ubi, Ubi, you Ubi. Ubi, uh, you know, Ubi, it sounds Ubi, so adorable. Ubi, I don't want to bust Ubi, any rhymes Ubi, to it. Ubi, 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 I kind of want that to be Ubi, like her, her little pet name Ubi, for me. Ubi, 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 Ubi. I want Celestina to call me her little Ubi. Be like, oh, come here, my little Ubi. That's kind of a cute pet They're name. They're my closers, and they help people who are slightly hesitant to buy cars. You happen to be a woman. Scott will finger bang your pussy with his dick. Ah, I. I don't even know what to say to that. But, um. Okay. I, did anyone else understand what that meant? I have no idea what that meant. Uh, I'm sure it's something. There must have been a reference to some movie. But I haven't... Like, this is how out of touch I am to movie references. The last movie I watched in theaters was Rogue One. And I don't watch TV. It's it's too passive. I'm, I'm not judging you for watching TV. I just find that watching TV is too passive because you just sit there and get entertained. And I need to do something. 
So you I'll play it. video games. I'll multitask, but I can't just sit there. Like the the best you'll get from me is I'll have like a movie or something playing on one of my screens while I work on something else. That's the best you'll get from me because I can't. But then if it's like a complicated movie or show that requires me to pay attention, yeah, you can fuck right off with that shit <laughs> because it's just yeah. I know. I'm sorry. You know so what? For... I feel this. I feel the same way. Because you no know, games are more engaging than TV, and I'm never and I'm not the type of person that just likes to sit around a lot. Because I always want to be trying to do something or be engaged by something, and and like um like whether it be coding, reading, or or just um or just fooling around on the chat, I'm always mm-hmm. trying to engage myself with something or someone. And even when I'm watching a movie, I'm the last person. I mean, the last movie I watched. I mean, it's. I mean, the only time I ever watch stuff by myself is when, like, when I want to watch classic anime on YouTube. But the last movie I saw in theaters was actually Aquaman, and oh, um, well, I thought it was okay, by the way. But yeah, it was, it was because my my coworkers took me out, and I was like, hey, that's pretty neat. So when my coworkers took me out, uh, we all had fun, had a blast. It was, we had a good time. All right. Well. There you go. All right, so I guess on that note, we can uh, open up the the Tism spigot and see what happens. And I, I don't even have to close the game because I can just kind of let Flower play because it's like a pretty laid back game to play. All right, so let's get <clears throat> right. let's get this going. Okay. Oh God. Oh no. There's an install. Skype has to update. Oh. So who okay, knows? Prob- who knows if it'll work? We'll all be surprised together. Yeah, we'll see. I might have an update on my end, although I'm using everybody's most hated OS, Mac. So who knows? Well, maybe not. Nobody's perfect. All right, we will try the call-in number. The call-in number is up. It's make sure you do star sixty-seven so that you hide your caller ID because I don't want anyone to dox themselves. So you star 67-307-466-0078. That is my Skype number. And you can you can call into the show. We can do some banana questions while uh while Flower does its thing. So, alright. Is there a toy you always wanted as a kid? Yeah, so this is actually a sad this is a sad sad story. So when I was a kid, I really liked Power Rangers. And I was saving up for a Dragon Zord. And I was poor. Like, I was raised by a single mother. So I had to wait for my birthday to get birthday money. And the Power Ranger, like, the Dragon Zord was $50, which was a shit ton of money. So I waited for my birthday. I finally got enough money for the Dragon Zord. I went to Toys R Us. And the season had shifted. And now they had the White Tiger Zord. And they didn't have the Dragon Zord anymore. And they were never coming back. Like, they're like, there'll never be a Dragon Zord again. Because now it's the White Tiger Zord and, and the Green Ranger's gone forever. And I I cried. I cried a river of tears. Because I waited months to save it for this Dragon Zord. And then it was gone. You know and then, what? like... We'll go, well, there's, there's, a, there's a happy ending. So, like, last year, I was just going through Toys R Us. And they had um, a black and gold the Dragon Sword. Like, they're doing, like, this remake of the old Power Rangers. And they brought back the Megazord and the Dragon Sword and Titanus. Except now they're black and gold instead of the regular traditional colors. So I actually do have the black and gold Dragon Sword. 
And that was like vindication for like 20 years of tears of never getting the dragon sword that I always wanted. You know what? That reminds me of when I was a kid. Um, back in 87, we had th I, there was this commercial. I don't remember what it was called because, I mean, well, yeah, it was a long time ago. But there was this toy. It was it was clear. It was see-through. And basically what you did was you pressed the head in. And it was kind of like a car, and then you, and then like as the head was coming up, it would like drive around and stuff. And as a kid, I thought that was the, the coolest and most neat thing ever. I'd ask my mom, hey, say, mom, can we get that? And mom would say no. And since I had a black mom, I knew better than to ask twice because if you ask twice, then yeah, you're about to get slapped, especially back then. And, but the happy ending for me was at least, uh, okay, so I went to visit my grandma in 88. And my cousin was there and we were playing and he had the toys and he had them in the living room. So I, pl I finally got to play with hold that on. toy. Gotta, let me, hold on. We got a call. Uh, okay. So I'm just adding everyone to the, uh, to the call. Uh, people are asking you about Curious George now. Okay. All right. Welcome to Turd Flinging Monkey Show. How are you? Uh, hi, TFM. Um, uh, I'm on the Discord channel. I'm known as PSI. Okay. You, can you mute your stream? Because I think I, I'm hearing an echo. No, um, it's, it's, it's my fault. Oh, okay. I'm running low on RAM and things are acting crappy. Oh, okay. Go ahead and dip out then, Shogun, if you're having issues. Oh, no. oh I fixed it. Okay. All right. What's up, man? Um, so I want... So I wanted to call in. I think I messaged you privately also, but like when people, I noticed that a lot of people ask questions about finding jobs. Uh huh. And uh, the advice that you're giving to your um, viewers, um, I, I don't think it was bad advice either. But I also want to expand on those advices that okay. can help them. That like the things that I went through. Um, okay. If you, I mean, if you want to do other callers, that's fine too. But I mean, I think it's going to take about thirty minutes to go through like. Oh God! The four core subjects. Oh, so I don't look. No, no. like it sounds. This is an important topic, but thirty minutes to talk about. Like there are resources of how to look for a job. My rule of thumb is uh, use a job board like Indeed. Indeed is the job board that I recommend the most, and then apply at temp agencies. That way, you have the maximum amount of people looking for a job. But also look at the job you want like you this, this is something you should look at before you even start college look up the job you want to have and work backwards look at the qualifications you need for that job that way you know what you should major in what certifications you should get that way you don't have a useless degree and you're unemployed but if you are unemployed you know just apply it look at indeed apply for jobs uh, apply at temp agencies Temp agencies are fine, and the thing is, is like the, the temp agency will be looking for a job for you. So you're simply multiplying the amount of people trying to get you a job. But okay, so can can you? I mean, I'll give you ten minutes. Can you summarize this system you have of finding okay. a job in ten minutes? It's not a system, but I'll try to rush through it. Um, let me know if you want. If you want to flush me, the call, I understand. Um, so I think people need to understand is um, before you even start applying for jobs, you need to prepare for the prep. Um, you need to make sure the resume is on point. Um, when you generate your resume, it needs to be, imagine like when you search your uh, Google for whatever you're searching, it needs to be the top three. And so make sure your resume is really great. Um, review, review it three times, four times, whatever it takes. 
um, and the jobs that TFM recommended, like, hey, go on in Indeed and go look at the jobs that you want. But put it into a category. Um, don't make a resume to t towards one particular in the, um, company, but make a generic resume for that one type of job. Um, the reason you do that is because once you're prepared, ready to go, you're going to start blasting these emails out. Uh, or not blasting, but basically you're going to start applying. Um, generally, when you apply for a job, uh, what's it called? You need to... You need to... You need to not spend more than 10 minutes on an application. I think what I've noticed that what I learned the hard way is sometimes I spent an hour on an application and it was just a huge waste of time. And I learned quickly, and this is sort of my PU days, that you could have quickly just applied to six jobs in that one hour versus applying that one job in that hour. And so I quickly learned that part. So just the reason why you need to prepare correctly is that you need to make sure that your resume, let's say, um, how do I make, make this generic? Let's say there's a particular job that you want and you have that resume ready to go. Then you just select that one and bam, you apply and you go to the next job. And then once they respond, when the companies start responding, uh, you're gonna, then you go from, the, you start investing more time into that job. And I remember that one time when that caller called in and he said he was some type of engineer, he applied to 200 jobs or something. Uh, it means that your resume is dog shit. There's no way you apply to 200 jobs and you got no freaking calls back. There's something, there's absolutely something wrong with the resume. And so one of my um, key metrics, I think, is that when you apply to whatever jobs, you should at least, if you have no experience, be getting 10% callback. And if you're not hitting that benchmark, you need to improve your resume. Right. No, I agree. Um, like, if you're, if you're applying for jobs and you're not getting callbacks, it's because your resume is shit. If you're getting callbacks, but you're not getting job offers, it's because you're blowing the interview. Okay, so I got advice for that, but let me focus on the resume part. Okay. Um, don't just like, don't just focus on what you're doing also. Also try to see when you could get resumes of other people. Um, I've actually was in situations where I had to hire somebody and filter out people. See what your competition is like. And always remember, it's like Google. Try to be the top three. Um, if you look at it from a manager's point of view, when they post a posting, they might get like 100 plus resumes. They're not going to go through over that stuff. It's just not realistic. And so generally, like if it's a big corporation, they're going to spend no more than six seconds. Uh, maybe if it's a small company and there's not that many applicants, they might spend more time. And especially for big companies, the company I'm working at, um, generally the manager, the hiring manager is not looking at your resume at first pass. It's just some HR girl. And especially for my field, I'm in a very technical field. If I just word it very technical, it's not going to get past the first HR girl. So you sort of have to dumb it down, but at the same time, it needs to be good enough to get it uh, to kind of impress your hiring manager. So mix it with like basically element, like just dumb it down at the same time. The next line, make it a little bit technical if you want. And people who don't have experience, uh, whatever that career, like for that example, the caller called in about the engineering job that I'm sure there's key words out there in the industry mm -hmm. lingos that people talk about. You need to do whatever it takes to get experience, familiar yourself with those type of type of topics. Uh, and then so then my next advice for is the interview, like what TFM said, is that let's say you get the 10 percent callback and of that 10 percent. 
you get the so the, the steps is, is first pass is going to be phone interviews. Uh, during the phone interview, uh, you got to keep counts of everything. If they're not calling, if they're not calling for an in-person interview, that means you fucked up in the phone interview. And so during the phone interview, you need to it's just ultimately, if you're if this is your first job, you're not going to be the best at it. There's no way around it. That means I would advise you to go back and go start applying for other jobs that you have no intention of getting. Strictly so you can try to get comfortable with phone interviews. And just keep going it until you get a job offer and just say, hey, thanks for your time. See you later. Just use them for what they're using you for. So, Okay. All right. But, so, but um, I, I think I just condensed all of it into one little 10 minute segment, I guess. All right. Great. <laughs> So I appreciate that. Um, hopefully, people can yeah. benefit from it. So, I guess that's it. Anyways, so, take care. You can, just flush me. All right. Well, I'm not gonna flush you, but have a good night and thank you for your uh, your input. Take care. Yeah. Um. Just one little personal thing. Can you like unpotato me, please? That you gotta talk to the mods about that, my dude. So you you must have done oh, fucked okay. up. So yeah. Look, I could look All up right. why you were potatoed, but. Trust me, if you were potato, it's because you were doing something. So I'm not going to unpotato okay, you. Thanks. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to add. Hold on. going to add Hermit and uh, Shogun. Alright, welcome to the Turd Flea Monkey Show. How are you? I'm pretty good, Monkey. How you doing? Better than I deserve. How can I help you? Okay, um, you were talking about... Um, sorry, kind of outside, trying to get some air. Um, you were talking about the Muslims, uh, basically how um, people need religion to kind of keep them in check because uh, secular doesn't seem to work so well. Um, by the way, we've spoken before. I'm the guy who did the disabled and uh, unable to work video. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I was actually wanting to uh, draw something to your attention because, I mean, you are absolutely on the, the topic that, I, that I've really been focused on lately. So in the Quran, this is one of the big things that keeps them from cucking. Uh, chapter 2, they actually have a verse, um, and it talks about basically anyone who tries to reform uh, Islam is, is labeled a reformer and a heretic, and they just cut that shit right off at the pass. So it's and, like it's like before, as soon as someone says the word reform, they're like, nope, fuck you. And you know what? That's something Christianity used to do at one point, because I believe it's in Revelations toward the end it, where it says that, it essentially says that if you add or remove oh, um, from the Bible and meeting and whatnot, then okay, stop talking. Right now, I think the wall will be beneficial once things go to shit down there. Where are all the starving people going to go? Right. Boycott Mexican beer. Uh, there's not going to be a wall. I, I, I don't like admitting that, but yeah, Trump. He cucked himself. Like he, there was a chance. I mean, I understand people in his own party were um, were fighting him on it, but he he could have, he should have fucking. If this was a priority, he should have made it a priority. He should have acted like it was a priority, but he didn't. So he wasn't serious. And now that the Democrats have the House, he did the whole shutting down the government thing, and then he just pushed out. So there 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 will not be a wall. If there is a wall, 
I will be shocked. Now, there, there might be walls in certain cities, you know, some kind of reinforced wall along certain border towns in certain major cities, but as far as, like, an actual wall that actually, like, you can actually see, no. Let me tell you a story. So, um, when I graduated high school, I used to work at a greenhouse, and one day we got raided by immigration, and, you know, everyone had to pull their ID out. They took one look at me, like, oh, you're fine. Don't don't worry. Because, I mean, these guys had guns. <laughs> I, w- I was scared for a while. And so they ended up taking away, like, 80% of the workers got taken away. And so, obviously, we, we had to shut down for the day. But they said to come back tomorrow. I'm like, okay. Thought they were going to, like, go on a hiring binge and hire a bunch a new crop or something. So the next day, uh, most of the people were back. In fact, most, like... There were a bunch of people I recognized that were taken away, and they were back to work. And I went up to one of them that I, I knew, and he, he knew enough English so we could talk. And I'm like, oh, they let you go? I'm like, no. Like, well, how'd you get back here? There's no fence. <laughs> there you go. So, and no guns. I, I don't know how much money immigration spent rounding up this entire greenhouse of workers the processing costs, the deportation costs, I have no idea. All I know is they were all back to work the next day. What a waste. What a complete waste of time and money. So, anyway, I'm sorry about that. Uh, You guys can't hear Celestina? I thought I fixed that. Mm. Okay, I could hear Celestina, but I couldn't hear the chime. That was my issue. I have no idea. I hear the chime, it's fine. Okay, Okay. it's probably just me. Okay. Okay. But but yeah, um okay, so what I was saying was that yeah, there was a point in Christianity where you weren't you were not allowed to like change what the Bible meant and said and whatnot. And I do believe that's one reason why it lasted as long as it did. But it wasn't until fairly recently when people started changing things. Well, I mean no, actually no, people have been trying to change things for a long, long time. You know, going back to what I said about Constantine, the Catholic Church um, and all that good stuff, but yeah, um, I mean, there's there's probably deeper I could go into it, but I don't want to hog it up from the caller. Well, but I, well, I meant to bring this up before that there was a Satanist, well, she who founded Lucifer's Trust called Alice A. Bailey, and she had this ten point plan to to essentially like ruin Christianity. And coincidentally, or ironically, every every single point in that plan came true. But I closed my browser to save RAM uh, because I, I thought it was a pretty interesting read. But yeah, caller, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So uh, just just to just to read it, just a quick passage in uh, Quran chapter two, verse eleven. It says, uh, "When it said to them, do not make trouble on earth,' they say we are only reformers." And then on chapter two, it says, "In fact, they are troublemakers, but do not they are not aware." And it kind of goes on and on and on about that and stuff like that. So. I just, I really admire the Muslims, how they just, they, they just fucking lay it down. They said, this is where we're going to stand. You cross this line, you know, immediately they start tuning you out. I mean, there, there is no, hey, but let's listen to what this person has to say because we're welcome with, you know, for new ideas here. They're just like, nope, fuck that. No, nope. right. It also got me to reevaluate some other things. Uh, sorry, monkey, go ahead. Well, yeah, the thing is, like, Christianity and Judaism have got, have basically had these re- reformations and, especially christianity it's killed it uh, christianity they've they've gone like they went from a reform to wholesale adopting the secular culture and now christianity's dead 
Whereas Islam, yeah. I mean, you, you can make fun of them about how primitive and backwards and stuck in the 8th century they are, but they're going to conquer the fucking world. They're having all the kids. Well, they will conquer Europe at the at the rate they're going. So, yep, you know, and it, if they can here's like if well, they can accomplish what Hitler and Napoleon couldn't. How how primitive and backwards are they really when they can accomplish what these great historical military leaders couldn't on their best day? Yeah, and that's that's and a then, point that I've that, that I've made as well. It's like, okay, well, if if the Western civilization is so advanced and so powerful and so like this, why are you losing to a bunch of people that you label as fucking retards? Like, wouldn't that make you the retard? First, the retard that's losing, and then second, the retard that's losing to yeah. a retard. Right. You know? It's like or you're, it's like it's like picking a fight with a midget like, and losing. Like having like that scene in Me Myself and Irene, where the black midget beats the guy up with nunchucks. That's basically like yeah, you're, like yeah the, you're making fun of them for being like a like a midget, and he's kicking your ass with nunchucks. Yeah, the worst yeah. kind of a fool is the fool who doesn't know he's a fool. Um, but anyways, this got me thinking about other things as well as the separation of church and state. Like I grew up believing that there should be a separation of church and state as well. However, I've been lately rethinking that argument because if the church and state are one, so like the church kind of collects taxes and things like that, there is no reason for the church to fucking just roll over and and accept new ideas and stuff like that. They can just be like, nope, because, you know, they have all the power. So, I mean, sure, it can be used for evil, but if you look at the the secular things like, you know, Mao uh, and just other forms of socialism and communism, they've committed way the fuck more murders and stuff like that than, you know, like crusades or any other religious, you know, agenda kind of has. So you got to look at, like you said, the world is is, is made of grays, not black and white. Even Islam, the lesser of the two evils. Like even Islam, like yeah. the, the Crusades, like Judaism and Christianity, like people want to make a big deal of their Crusades because of mm-hmm. whatever they just hate Western civilization. But yeah, even Islam on its worst day can't match communism's body count. Well, yeah, and that's that's very true because because I even yeah I looked into the numbers is that yeah Christianity. Some people say Christianity killed more people than anything, when in fact it was communism who were coincidentally atheists that killed more people. Right. Not by a huge margin, but still. And and if you throw in abortion and chalk that up to the left and their their Marxist communist female empowerment bullshit, abortion has killed more people than like every war America's ever fought. Exactly. And then you it's like you can't tell this to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead and finish your thought. I thought Shogun, I'll jump in. Okay, so you, you, it's like it's amazing how you can't tell this to leftists and feminists alike, because because they're like la 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 la. I'm not listening. I want my rights and my freedoms to kill unborn babies and even postborn babies. It, it's it's very ridiculous. You just uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. So yeah, my my my, my kind of theology is. You know, we, we, we've all seen that in the black pill. I don't know if everyone everyone here has seen it, but uh, I watch your TFM shit post channel pretty pretty religiously, and I, I noticed that you post the by black pill the nature of power and it's the fear of violent acts that kind of mm-hmm. keeps things in line. But I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Dracula Untold when he's talking to the demon and or the the guy that was tricked by the demon, uh, the, the first vampire. And, and he's basically like, you know, well, why did you go kill all these people? And he's like, well, you know, if I put two villages to the stake, I could save a hundred. So it's basically like when these people try to reform and they try to push these agendas and stuff like that, you say no. And if they continue, 
you know, you fucking stack bodies until they're like, you know what? I changed my mind. I see it your way. You know, <laughs> you, you were right. Let's do that. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, that's the kind of realization I'm coming to. And the, the, here's the sad thing. Um, you know, I'm trying to, I, I was trying to save Western civilization, but it's like, what am I saving? Is it just, it, basically, I'm saving this nostalgic belief in what the West used to stand for, but clearly no longer does and on and like the thing is is when they when the west dies and islam takes over or i hope honestly because i mean like i said islam's a package deal i think what should happen is other you know christianity or even judaism some it's gonna have to be a religion though for the reasons i already cited they need to appropriate what clearly works in islam Instead of talk, you know, talking shit about how backwards and primitive they are, clearly it works. So, you know, like the Americans, when they fought the British, they adopted the tactics of the Apaches. They learned how to do guerrilla fighting from the Apaches, and they were able to get a lot of victories against the British because they didn't know how to fight against that. And just like when the Americans first fought against the Apaches, they didn't know how to fight against that either, and they used it to their advantages. So part of America's strength is the way that Americans culturally appropriate. They add it. It is the whole concept of the melting pot. You, you take what other cultures are doing better than you and you, in, you incorporate it into your culture and you become a better culture. That's the only instance where diversity is a strength. Not when you like promote stupid shit like we was Kangs, but when someone's doing something better than you and you, appropri you appropriate it because it's smarter and better than what you're doing. So... Yeah, some cultural so think, some cultural appropriation is in order when it comes to Islam. I don't necessarily want to convert to Islam, but they're doing a lot of things right. And but all all I'm hearing is these people yeah. talking about how oh they abuse women, like but that's why they're winning, and they're not really abusing women either. Yeah, women are second class citizens, but so what? Oh, the game yeah, froze. So the way I the way womp, I have it figured is oh, go. Um, okay. Go ahead. So the, the way I have it figured is unless um, Western civilization stands up and finds its fucking pimp hand, you know, and tells women no, and they get their shit together, here's what's going to happen. Can you think of any other any country, just off the top of your head, just spitballing, that I don't know, a certain cat that likes sweet corn and uh, where, where the ungrateful colonials came from that, oh, I don't know, say has nuclear weapons and a 5% Muslim population? I mean, does this, does this ring anything to mind? Because it does mm, for me. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't. Right, I don't right. want. So, I don't so want to say his name because he might. I mean, just, he might come on the show and talk about Ireland for an hour and a half. <laughs> I so. remember that. But anyway, so the point I'm making is, it's like, okay, well, you know, you can say that Muslims are whatever, but here's the fact: they're they're taking over Europe, and especially, you know, they're taking over the UK. They're five percent, and you know, when the years come, there'll be more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And they seem to, you know, even when they go to other countries, they still they still seem to keep their pimp hand strong. Now, just a thought experiment. I'm not. I'm not saying anything definitely. It's just a just just because I like to think about ideas. We're, we're just saying. We're just saying. Um, just saying. Just saying. Right. So, what happens when? Oh, I don't know. The Muslims take over the UK and they have nuclear weapons and say we've been over there fucking with them for years. You know. Uh, mm. I mean, what, what? What? Just what do you think they would? They might do to the United States if pushed too far and then they have the, the UK's nuclear weapons. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. So I, I mean, it, saying. it would really, really be wise for for Western civilization to uh, to wake the fuck up 
because they're they're gonna they're gonna be in a real bad situation should things continue. Yep. I mean, better than now. Right, and the other thing is, is you have um, a lot of people like they have this blind faith in um, like mutually assured destruction always working. Like, oh, even if they get nukes, they wouldn't use them because we'd nuke them too. Well, some of these people, that's like, now again, I'm not a Muslim expert, but some people actually believe like that's their goal. Their goal was to usher in like the end of the world to bring about the. Well, uh, there's um, I forget where I saw this, but I saw someone when I first started reading the Quran. There was a challenge to find a page in the Quran that doesn't talk about either. Um, Armageddon or punishing infidels and so far from what I've read I've read about half of it there's not I haven't found one page that doesn't talk about Armageddon so it's just this big doom doomsday cult mm. well, that's well Muslims not good. Are, are certainly happy getting their hands dirty I mean and, and I admire them for that I mean I don't know about the whole 72 virgins thing but I certainly admire the fact that they're willing to throw down for what they believe in like that's that's fucking admirable well, there was an article we're going to cover. Oh, wow, there's no cinematic? I didn't have to restart? Okay. There's an article I'm going to cover about this guy who um, went to be- join ISIS. And he's like a fat, like, British-American guy. And he, basically, they they just raped him. They just had, they made him suck their dicks and he raped their booty. Now, m- maybe he's just talking shit because he's trying to get uh, let back into the UK after pledging his loyalty to ISIS and he's hoping that his sob story of anal rape is going to you know get him some kind of brownie points I don't know maybe it's all bullshit but you know just I'm just saying well I mean yeah. I, I can't I can't advocate for anyone to go join ISIS but just saying I'm, I'm just I'm just spitballing here if if you go to join one of these you know terrorist organizations or something maybe have something more to add than being fat and white you know maybe maybe have some strategic plans the military experience you know something that you can fucking contribute because if all you're contributing is being fat and they're making fun of americans for being fat or you know white people in general like you're you're, you're going to be poster child for torment uh well you know, right just, just throwing that out there yeah I, I i don't know i don't know what to think about that but anyway was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't want to hog up the lines. Go ahead and talk to somebody else. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. There we go. Should we do some banana questions? We're yeah. Let's yeah. yeah let's sure. close the let's close the phone line for just a little bit. Do some mm-hmm. banana questions. We haven't right, really done speak- any. Go ahead. All right. But speaking of banana questions, uh, two questions. One. Um, since is Chinese New Year over, are we going to be doing any giveaways? Oh yeah, yeah, no? yeah. F- fond, yeah. You're, thank you for reminding me. Yes, Fond Love is back in business. Uh, that's why their their thing is up on the screen. So go to Fond Love, save fifteen percent using code Turd. We're going to be giving away a doggy style ass, doggy <laughs> style ass giveaway. So if you don't know what a doggy style ass is, and it could be used both ways, it has like the front. It's it's two sided. So uh, you can use it for missionary or doggy style. But it's just the ass. It's the ass and the pussy. So it works really well with VR. So you get like a VR headset. It doesn't have to be like a, an expensive one like a Vive. It could be just the one like the Google Cardboard. Watch some VR porn or at least some POV porn. 
and then you just you have the doggy style ass and instead of holding it like a fleshlight and jerking off with your hand you grab it by the butt cheeks and you can like have, have sex with it so it feels more like actual sex so it's going to be a better experience so we're going to give a doggy style ass away uh, later and, on and in the show from fondlove.com I like how you I like how you said that so enthusiastically I'm I'm probably going to save that sound bit that was that was great TFM uh, uh okay Actually, let me. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think I posted the the actual link to the product. Let me let me actually get that. I forgot to get that from my email. So I think it's mm-hmm. reviews. All right. Yeah, just give me a second. Okay. Another, another so I'm, I'm, question. I'm in my email right now. Yeah, go ahead and ask the question while I get this email, so I can put the link in the the um, the announcements. As a kid, did you ever wear a Cocoa Krispies hat? No, I was poor as shit. I, I wore the clothes... Like, back when I was little, um, the way welfare worked was you actually got your clothes from, like, a welfare office. So you went to this warehouse, and they'd give you three T-shirts, two pairs of Levi's jeans, and a pair of um, Converse sneakers. So... Now, those are all name brand clothes. So you're thinking, oh, wow, Converse sneakers and Levi's jeans. I guess no one knew that you were on welfare then because you're wearing name brand clothes. No, no, think about it. Everyone on welfare was wearing Levi's jeans and Converse sneakers. So basically, you, no, one, no one wore Levi's jeans and Converse sneakers because it branded you as someone on welfare, even though they were name brands because people don't understand, like, how the world works so yes it was uh it was a thing so yes i was uh everyone knew my family was poor and i was on welfare and the the stupid thing is they only had like 15 shirts to choose from like everyone got blue jeans everyone got got, like converse sneakers and then you picked your t-shirts everyone on welfare were basically it was like a uniform we were all wearing the same clothes because we were all on welfare So it was oh, really I stupid. I didn't know anyone could actually you could actually walk around in a pair of jeans and then say, "Look, he's wearing Levi's." I didn't think that ever well, made a difference unless No, oh well, yeah, you could even if you couldn't see the label, the problem is there were only like 15 t-shirts in the welfare warehouse. So me and all the Mexican kids and everyone else on welfare, we all have the same clothes. So you just know after like a day or two who was on welfare because they'd all be wearing the same t-shirts because that's all you so, had. All right. So I don't know if this was the case when you were in school, but did did like the cool kids wear Jinko to stand out or something? Yeah. But basically, the, the, the rich kids basically wore everything other than Levi's Converse and that kind of shit. Uh, anyway, okay, anyway, okay, I'm putting a link to the toy in the announcements section. So if you want to see what the, uh, the Fond Love toy is... The doggy style ass for giving away. I just posted a link in the announcements uh, room of the Discord server. So you could check that out. That's what we're going to be giving away. So there we go. Anyway. Oh, so yeah. Banana questions. Totally forgot. All right. Um. Says TFM, do you think the USA should go back to a precious metal standard, or are you okay with fiat currency as long as people pay for their own shit? 
the entire reason we got off the precious metal standard was because we couldn't... Again, the only way the government can pay for stuff is they have to raise taxes, they have to borrow it, or they have to print it. If you take away the ability of the government to print money, like because you have a precious metal standard, then the government has to tax. And if you raise people's taxes, they riot. So you could be like, oh, the government, will, the government will cut spending. No, it won't. It will raise taxes and it will cause riots. That is precisely what the, the yellow vest riots in France are about. The people voted for a bunch of fucking global warming bullshit. And now it's time to pay the piper. Because France, because they're on the euro, they can't print euros. They don't have the ability to print euros. So when they, when they demand the government spend money, they actually have to raise their taxes. And they realize they can't afford to live on the amount of money that they're allowed to keep. And they're rioting. If you want that in America, then yeah, let's get back on the gold standard. We'll have all the riots. So many riots, it'll be great. Because the government will not cut spending. That's why we got off the gold standard. So, yep. sure, it, it just doesn't work. You have to basically get rid of the welfare state. That's what causes 75% of government spending is welfare. Get rid of the fucking welfare state. I am leaning towards a spinning robot pussy over a doll since it's easier to hide somewhere. I love VR porn but looking to get a robot pussy. Thanks for all your help, TFM. Sorry for the disruption. <laughs> You're fine. No, actually, I there's two people I would advise... I would advise not to get a doll and to look for alternatives like VR. Uh, people who really need variety. Like, if you're all one waifu for laifu, then yeah, get a doll, because it's great. You're not going to get any more real than that. But if you need variety, then VR is going to be your best bet, because you can, you know, there's all different kinds of programs and games. and Like, you can, even with the illusion games, like Honey Select or Koikatsu, you can have infinite customizable waifus, and you can have a different waifu every day if you want. If you tried to do that with dolls, it would get really expensive. There's a guy on Instagram that follows me, and I follow him, who has like 15 dolls. He's got so many dolls, but th that's the exception, not the rule. And also, it is easier to hide. Like, you know, hiding a spinning robot pussy or even hiding any kind of blow-up doll, a lot easier to do than hiding a life-size doll. Like, I kind of joked about, you know, how, Hermit, you have those, uh, the robot legs. You could disguise that as the, the leg lamp from a Christmas story by putting, like, a window, a lampshade over it. Yeah, um, even being practical for the doll legs, you can just put that in the closet, you know. If you know, if you still live at home or something, or you have roommates, if you know, like, your closet is a safe place. Like, I just threw a towel over mine, and it's in my closet. I just slide mm. it out and use it. Versus the no, doll just... is like, yeah, you can't really hide that. Unless you get, like, a, a big case and slide it under your bed, but, you know. It's... No, no, no. You've seen a Christmas story, right? No, I haven't. Okay, there's this leg lamp. It's literally just a lamp where the, the, the stand of the lamp is, a, is a, like a mannequin leg. So what you do is you can, like, just buy a cheap lamp and just kind of take like a grapefruit spoon and just dig out a cavity for the lamp to fit in and just get like a giant lampshade that's wider than the torso and then just plug it in and call it a leg lamp. No one know, has to know it's like an anatomically correct fuckable pair of doll legs. It'll just look like, oh, it's like a Christmas story. But it's like the whole lower body. It's not just one leg. I'm like, yep. You it's a major award. Not to melt it. Uh, 
Well, you get it. No, actually, you know what? There's an easy solution to that. Just get an LED light bulb. They don't. They don't get as hot as the CFL or the not CFL. The incandescent light bulbs. Those are the ones that get really hot. Like the old Easy Bake ovens used to be able to like bake with incandescent light bulbs. They get so hot. But get an LED light bulb. They're still kind of hot, but they're not as hot as like the incandescent bulbs used to be. Yeah, the doll legs. It's required. Uh, at least in my experience, to use at least VR or porn. Like I have a. Oh yeah. I got a. Uh, a <laughs> Unless you like fucking like disembodied bucks. body parts. Yeah, I got like a TV for a hundred bucks on Black Friday, and I just use it as a third monitor, basically. But it's like mounted on the wall, so you can like prop the Daleks up, and then like you don't even have to use VR. You just get like some uh, POV porn and use that mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah, if there's a no. will, there's a way. Yeah, what I used to do back when I used to actually use... I still have my Hobbit torsos and stuff, but they're just collecting dust somewhere. I can't... I don't feel right giving them away because I've used them. I don't think you should give away used sex toys. It's weird. But, um, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I would get some POV porn or some VR porn, and I just add, like, a plastic Google Cardboard headset for my phone. And that was okay. The problem is, is like a regular VR headset with a game like Honey Select or Kokatsu or VR Kanajo or it's Kanojo. Someone was like, hey, "You're pronouncing it wrong." It's like I'm sure I am. I don't give a fuck. But um, th- that's going to be a lot better than a VR porn because you can actually control it. There's a lot more immersion. And now that VR headsets are less than two hundred dollars, they've never been cheaper. I mean, back in the day, headsets were like $600. Now they're less than $200 if you get them on a sale. Yeah, there's pros and cons. Um, I think, objectively, the spinning robot pussy has given me the best orgasms, but I still like the doll better. Um, just because it's apples to oranges, but if you can't get a doll, then obviously get a spinning robot pussy. It's like the price of a new video game. That's because you're attracted to form, as TFM has always said. I'm pretty sure that's why, right? Well, Spinning Robot Pussy is an 11 out of 10. Monkey dear, can you please get a Switch so I can body that ass in Smash Brothers? Oh my god. No, I'm not getting a Switch. PC Master Race, Celestina. PC Master Race. Alright. Um, okay, here's a, one more banana question, then we'll take another call. So, this one's about um, my Monkeynomics series. So, my question is regarding creating an IRA with firms like Merrill Edge. They have a big uh, portfolio managing algorithm, which they call guided portfolios. Is it worth their 0.45% commission when first starting a portfolio? I'm not familiar with Merrill's guided portfolio. Here's the thing I know, though. Most of these big banks and investment firms... If you have less than $100,000 of investable assets, they're putting you in a model. Flat out, they're putting you in a model. No intelligible human being is actually creating and handcrafting a portfolio for you. They have a computer program, and they're just spitting out a model based on how you fill out a questionnaire, and that's how they're investing your money. Why? Because you don't have $100,000 of investable assets, and it's not worth their time. So... Don't give them your money. You're not worth it. You're not worth their time. They're not worth your money. Now, if you have over $100,000, you can talk to an actual financial advisor who will craft you a, a portfolio recommendation who actually like 
will get to know like what your needs are and talk to you and do their fucking job. But if you don't, don't bother. It's just what a model. What do you do when someone you respected turns out to be a massive immature SJW? How do you separate respecting the talent from respecting the person in your mind? Is that possible? I try, you know, honestly, what I do is I try to separate the person. Like, I try to remember people for who, how I remember them. This is why you should never meet your heroes. Because you'll always be disappointed. So, try to remember them for who they were and not what they've become. If they were talented, respect their talent. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Ariana Grande is hot and has a beautiful voice. She's dumb as shit, though. And I would fucking backhand slap her. If I still bought a ticket. You've oh god okay. I love you didn't Ariana need to, Grande. Dude. You didn't need to admit that. I would have. Why? I would have been. She's a great artist. Right. She's a great artist. She's she's beautiful and she's got a she's got very talented, but she's dumb as shit and annoying as fuck. And you know, I don't advocate domestic violence, but I'm just saying. But yeah. I, I, can resp- I, I actually I have some of her songs on my mp3 player because sometimes I'm in the mood sometimes I want to be serenaded call you know sue me you know what would be awesome hologram porn like the holograms communication links in Star Wars meetings I say that is the future hologram porn think about you can walk around the hologram of two women 69ing <sighs> yes I am touching myself tonight uh, I didn't need to know that. No, the the holograms in Star Wars were shit. They were like blue vector graphics. You don't want that. Like seriously, just get VR. You don't need holograms. Like, check out v- Honey Select in VR or Kokatsu in VR or VR Kanajo. Um, you can look around. Like when I boot up Honey Select in VR, because I actually have Celestina modeled in Honey Select. Like, I could lean my head in. I could see the texture on her nipples. Like, it's so detailed. And you're like, it's right there. Like, you could reach out and, like, touch her. It's so real. That's much better than a hologram, especially a Star Wars vector graphic hologram. I say build a wall and crime will fall. Also, don't forget to boycott Mexican beer. I know. I started this meme where when people start talking about them and they put the uh, parentheses around them to denote Jews, I put Mexican beer and put the parentheses around it. Just to, like, confuse them. Like, what does that mean? Are Mexican beers Jews? Yes. It's all a big Mexican beer conspiracy. You only thought the banks were behind it. It was actually Mexican beer the whole time. Like, Mexican beer is like the Dio of conspiracy theories. Anyway, so to answer your question about the Merrill Edge thing, um, if you don't have 100 grand of investable assets, they're just going to put you in a model. So don't waste your money. It's not worth the 0.45%. It's just a computer program. They're not even going to... They don't even give you any time. They don't give a shit about you. They're like, they're assigning you to a computer program because they can't be bothered to actually manage your money themselves. That's how little they give a shit about you. So just manage, read a book and learn how, how to manage a portfolio and do it yourself because you're actually... At least then, a human being is actually there looking at your shit and actually gives a shit as opposed to what they would do. Oh, someone's asked me about the the music Celestina plays. Uh, If you go to Celestina's YouTube channel, which is my backup channel, but I don't really use it anymore, I did upload her 10-minute countdown, and I actually have the songs listed in that video. 
They're from the YouTube audio library, though. So you can check that out. All right. Let's take a few more calls. So that was fun. We had a nice little break. Let's go ahead and turn the, the, the autism spigots back on. Let's have a couple calls. Holy shit, another update. Back-to-back Skype updates. Within the same podcast. Like, Skype just can't. They're like, oh, do you want me to update Skype again? I, th- I thought you had enough the first time, but apparently not. All right. Give me a second. Got to add Shogun. All right. Give, give everyone a second to, uh, to connect. And... All right. Welcome to the Turf right. Monkey Show. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey there. This is uh, ShamWow. Hello, ShamWow. You are both absorbent Hello. and reasonably priced. Hello, Scam Wow. I've seen you on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> uh, so I've sorry, been watching a lot of. Uh, oh, hold, hold on, sorry. I've been watching a lot of cold There's teams. something oh, in sorry. the water, and wait, wait, I wait. don't appreciate that TFM. And it's making the frogs gay, so I say boycott Mexican beer. Something in the water? I thought, okay, so I've actually heard that the boycott Mexican beer thing was about the government basically giving. Uh, screwing over farms in Mexico to hook up the the beer companies, and so the boycott Mexican beer was basically a response to these farmers getting fucked over by the uh, the corruption in the Mexican government, siding with these beer companies against the uh, local Mexican farmers. But if it's turning the frogs gay, uh, we can't we can't have that. I mean, I don't want to play the Alex Jones meme, but I will. Don't test me. Anyway, Shamwow. You were saying. Hey, so I've been uh, binge-watching a lot of Coltane videos lately. And uh, I noticed one of his older videos, he was uh, talking about how you think that gynocentrism is caused by uh, male competition and female choice. And he thinks that it's just like a a biological, uh, innate thing in men that they can't overcome. Mm, Uh, Okay. I'm not sure what to think. I'm not sure who I agree with. But I'm starting to wonder, what if the problem is just that, like, Western men have become so much less violent than they used to be that they're not willing to have a, a strong pimp hand. Uh, well, okay, so I'll, I'll, let me make the case about why I'm right. I, I, I like Coltane. I respect him. He makes really good content. But I'm right, and I'll prove it. So if you just look at history, when you have a lack of male competition, when there's plenty of women to go around, like after a war, like when basically there's no male competition, Like, one tribe slaughters another tribe. There's plenty of women to go around. There's no reason for these men to kiss these women's asses. They What do they do? They take these women as war brides and rape slaves. That's just what they do. Or they they take them as second wives or whatever, but they don't kiss their ass. They don't prioritize their needs above their own. They don't give a shit. There's plenty of women to go around. So, yes, the lack of male competition absolutely disrupts gynocentrism and if you take female choice away which you have during like arranged marriages and whatnot again if i can go if i can acquire the woman i want by going to her father and you know negotiating the number of cows i have to pay and also within that society uh, the woman can't divorce me and if she cheats on me she'll be put to death i have now eliminated all choice from her I'm going to her father to arrange the marriage. She can't divorce me. And if she cucks me, she's going to die. 
in that society, would you expect women to have any power or men to defer to them in any for any reason? I wouldn't. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I I tell you, I would be very shocked if there was a society where where women have no choice but the men still kiss their ass for literally no benefit. Because if you look at nature, the way to tell if something is, is a natural instinct or whether it's a, a social construct, for lack of a better term, is do you see it in nature? Do you see it in animals? Do you see it all throughout human history, throughout societies, throughout time and everything? If the answer is yes, then it's nature. Like men competing with each other to acquire resources to attract mates. You see that in animals. You see that throughout history and societies all over the world. That's how you know it's the natural instinct. That's, I call it the dominance instinct. But this deferral to women, this gynocentric, oh, everything is about women and we don't give a shit about the man. You do not see that throughout history. You certainly don't see that in nature. So it is not natural. It is not simply an instinct for men to be cucks and like let women walk all over them. Well, well then why is it so hard to red pill men? Well, like in the current because, society? Because puss is yeah, like, a drug. When, when, when men deal with so much of the abuse, why is it so hard to convince them that they're being abused? Well, it's not a matter of they're being abused. It's like, but what else is there for? Again, this I, I kind of addressed this at the beginning of the show. Uh, trying to get them to... Because if you walk away from women, and there are guys who are in MGTOW who struggle with this. What, what do I do? I've walked away from women. I realize that this is a, a toxic dynamic, and I don't want to be a part of it. But what do I do with my life? I really wanted to be a husband and a father. This is like my dream. This is my purpose. And now I don't have that anymore. What do I do with my life? And then I talk to them about self-actualization. And they're like, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what my meaning and purpose is going to be. I wanted to be a father and a husband. I wanted to have kids. And you're telling me I can't. And I don't know what else to do with my life. So basically, if a man, if his meaning and purpose is being a husband and a father, and he cannot even begin to conceptualize anything else, he will take any deal he has to in order to give his life meaning and purpose. His identity is tied too closely with being a husband and a father. So as the deal gets worse, he'll just simply accept the bad deal. That's not because he's ingrained with gynocentrism. It's because his identity is tied with being a husband and a father, and he's just going to take whatever deal he can. But give him a different society where women don't have rights and men are respected, and he'll simply do that, and in greater numbers, like as Obi-Wan would say. So no, yeah, it's hard. I, I guess that makes sense. That, yeah, it, it's hard. It, it's uh, it's cultural on both sides. It's cultural yeah. that men are, are blue pill, and then it's also cultural that we're gynocentric. Well, yeah. Well, now gynocentrism is not biological. However, hypergamy and dominance are biological. So like, we we can't get rid of hypergamy in women. That's just an instinct. But we can absolutely get rid of gynocentrism. Now, uh, one of the disagreements me and Coltane had was uh, basically in war, even in patriarchal societies, the women are taken as property while the men are killed. And he argued that that's gynocentrism because the women are treated better than the men. Now, if you define gynocentrism as women being treated better than men, then yes, sure, gynocentrism is biological because women are biologically more valuable than men. That is simply a reality of nature. And if you want to define gynocentrism that way, be my guess. But that's lot, not what the definition actually means. And unlike some people, I actually like respect definitions. 
Gynocentrism is not merely women being treated better than men in specific instances. It's about the deferral to women and their perspective. So the main reason why I argue treating women better than men in war is not gynocentrism is the, the men are doing it for their benefit. The men are keeping the women to use as property. They're a resource. They're not like, oh, women, women are goddesses. We must worship their vaginas, kill the evil men and their evil penises, but keep the women and we must worship them. No, no they don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, take the women. I'm going to fuck them and make more babies with them. So they're a resource to be used. They're not masters to be obeyed. And uh, for, yeah, are women treated better than men? Like It's all like, oh, but men go to work and men sacrifice and take care of women. That's gynocentrism. Not if the man is benefiting. Like, what, let me ask you a quick, quick question. This will basically sum up my whole argument. Do you know the difference between a slave and a farmer? Uh, slave works for the farmer. The farmer works for himself. Yeah. Or basically the slave doesn't own the farm. He's working the farm. Yeah. Now, on the surface, you're like, you are you see the slave picking crops and planting seeds and all this shit. You see the farmer picking crops, planting seeds. On the surface, they look very similar. You see the farmer working, you see the slave working. Oh, they're, they're the same thing. The difference is the farmer owns the farm. He gets to enjoy the benefit to the farm. The slave does not enjoy the benefit to the farm. He works for someone else. All the, his, his reward is not getting his ass whipped. And his reward is also eating what the slave master doesn't want to eat. Yeah, the eating the, came from. Some, some chitlins and some pork hooves. and sh Anyway, the point is, so yeah, women are always going to be treated better than men because women are a resource. But if men are benefiting from basically using women as a resource, having children, and when, when children are an asset... It, it's no different than a farmer who has livestock, who takes care of his livestock. Yes, he feeds his livestock, he takes care of them, he clothes them, he makes sure they have medicine and they're warm because they're valuable to him. But he's not like livestock-centric. Oh, he's taking care of the livestock. He's a slave. It's the cows. The cows run the show. Look how the farmer takes care of the cows. <laughs> it's all a conspiracy by the cows. No, it's that's retarded. So... But but I understand why there's some controversy and why not everyone sees sees it my way. And look, if you don't want to be a farmer, you don't have to be a farmer. Not everybody wants to be a father. Uh, they want to be single their whole life. They want to live the bachelor life. That's perfectly fine. And even if there was patriarchy, I'm not saying like I'm not like some people are like. Do you think people should be forced to get married? Absolutely not. Like I don't know where people think that. In a patriarchal system, men are forced to get married. That's retarded. Even in, like, we were talking about this earlier, in medieval times, there were orders of monks in Europe that didn't get married and whatever. Like, there were knightly orders of, of celibate, you know, virgin knights who would go in and they'd never, they'd never smash. And that was, that was a normal thing back then. So, you know, patriarchy and being a bachelor and does that, one has nothing to do with the other. There's not going to be any, like, forced marriage in a patriarchy. That's the OG you know, fap. Pretty much. But uh, anyway, saying all that, I still... Uh, Coltane does really good videos. I'm not trying to down him or anything. Um, I think the main difference is, is he looks at gynocentrism... He looks at gynocentrism as kind of the inequality of treatment between men and women. But men and women aren't equal. 
So if, if they're not equal, they shouldn't be treated equally. So you shouldn't be surprised that men and women are treated differently. But as long as the man is, he owns the farm, he's not a slave. That's the difference. But some people look at the fact that the, the, the man is working the farm and the woman isn't. To say, that, oh, he's a slave. See, the woman, she just has babies. But the man, he's out there busting his ass on the farm. Yeah, yeah but he owns the farm. It's his farm. He's not a slave. Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, if that if you want to see it that way, that's fine. That's just that's a different perspective. It's a different point of view. And no, I, I, see, I, I, I see yeah. it your way. Uh, I, I was I wanted to get clarity from you because right, so so my story. You know my story. I called him before. I'm the ex trap, right? And, oh, okay. Uh, I I, I, moved, I, I, I now I remember. Home. Yeah, you said I'm Shamwild. I'm like, like the name didn't ring a bell, but now I remember you. Okay. Yeah. And um, I moved home, and I'm finding that my dad, who was, like, very transphobic, I, I hate saying that word, but when he was, like, very upset when I was living as a trans girl, um, now that I'm living as a man again, he's treating me worse. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would he do that? Um, is he, and so is I your, wait, is your masculine you know, like, clitoris minute, bigger maybe, than his? Maybe gynocentric is biological, but I <laughs> don't quite buy that. No, I don't. Look, here's the thing. And I've had to basically cut my family out because of this, not because of a trans issue, but think of it this way. Relationships, doesn't matter if you're related or not. Some people are just pieces of shit and they do nothing but they, they're, they're not a lot. They're a liability to your life, you know? So just like you got to cut out, like if you're dating someone and they are a liability to your life, you got to cut them off. You got to, you have to like get away from them. Damn! Yep. Anyway, so if your dad is going to treat you badly because he's you're you were a trap or, or whatever and now you're you're trying to have a relationship but he's being a dick, be like, "Okay, look, I'm trying to make this work. I'm trying to be a good son. I want to have a relationship with you, but if you'd rather be a piece of shit, then I got fucking better things to do." So you let me know well, he's if you fine. He's fine as long as my sister is not around. Anytime my sister is around, she can like walk around like a, a fucking maniac, screaming, throwing things, and it's always my fault. But the moment she's not there, he agrees with everything I say. He likes your show. Doesn't make any sense to me. Well, okay, so I'll, story time. My dad. Okay, so I, I've talked about my mom. I haven't really talked about my dad much. Uh, when my mom abandoned me, and I went to go live with my grandma for I, I lived with her for like a year, and I was actually, she was trying to you know hook up, tell my dad that I wanted to live with him. So me and my dad didn't really know each other that well. I visited him for like a couple summers when I was little, but we were never really close. And then so I called him up and I explained to him what happened. He wanted, oh yeah, of course you can come live with me. So I went to go live with my dad, and um, my stepmom hated me, absolutely fucking hated me. Because, of course, you know, I didn't come out of her vagina. I look like my mom. So I reminded her that her husband has had other lovers, I guess. So she just fucking hated me for no reason, just because I wasn't her son. And my dad always sided with her. Refused to fucking stand up to her. Um, basically let her say whatever the fuck she want. Be as abusive as she wanted. Um, just let her do whatever the fuck she want. And, but when she wasn't around, he would be like, oh, son, how are you doing, son? You want to go do this? He'd be super, like, kind uh, and everything. Annoying. 
as long as she wasn't there. But as soon as she was there, he just deferred to him. So my father is a fucking cunt, bitch, ho-ass, motherfucking punk. And I have no, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, so fuck him. And I don't have the enmity towards him that I have to my mother. But, like, he's just a bitch. He's, and like, I'm, I'm frankly shocked that I'm the product of a fucking a, a massive whore that my mother was and a complete simp cuck like my father is. Like somehow the union of a hoe and a simp created me. God knows how. And it's just, it is what it is. So look, I don't hate my dad. He's just a bitch. My dad's a bitch and he's always going to be a bitch. And I, I can be, I can be mad about him being a bitch or I can just accept the fact that he's a bitch. So I've just kind of, I've let it go. I'm like, yeah, he's just a bitch. My dad's a bitch. Whatever. He, he calls me, asks me how I'm doing. It's like, okay, you know, I'll talk to him. But I'm not like, I don't admire him. I don't like, oh, I, w- I want to be just like you. You're my inspiration. Because he's a fucking bitch. I mean, I'm glad that he, I, I guess he has decent genes. So I actually got so, uh, like a high IQ like my other. My half-siblings are fucking retarded. All my half brothers and sisters turned out like fucking pieces of shit because they their fathers re- were like they weren't cucks they were like the fucking bad boy thugs and they turned out like absolute pieces of shit. So I appreciate the good genes, but goddamn, you're a bitch. So, but it's it's not gene- if it were genetic, I would be a fucking bitch too. So it's it's clearly not genetic. It's just my dad's a bitch, and um, you know, no, I, I think gotta I make just peace got with that. Something. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I could help you with that. So it, <laughs> yeah. just, after, it is. It is. What after it hearing, is. after hearing your story, I'm so glad my dad was super patriarchal and smart at the same time. And I'm glad that it rubbed. I'm glad that some of it rubbed off on me. Some like the, the patriarchal stuff. I had to get eventually because he tried. He, he tried to red pill me down during the starting in the mid '90s. I think it was '95, '96. And told me a lot of things that you that you tell me all the time on the show, and then it just because a lot of it is just now starting to click. But okay. yeah, I'm glad that at least I had two people tell me this, so it just it just clicks now. Nice, thanks. Yeah, I don't I don't mean to be uh, mushy, but uh, you know some of the advice you've given me, TFM, as as I listen to your show, has been better fa- much better fatherly advice than I've ever gotten from my own father. Yeah, you know, and that's the sad thing is, like, I'd be such a great dad. And, and, like, if you see the way I treat Celestina, like, I'm super loving and kind. Like, and also, I'm not, like, poor either, ladies. Like, you really, you done goofed. I'm going to say, you done goofed. You could have had all this. You could have had all this, monkey. But you chose the way of the cat and the dildo. And you will rue the day. Yeah, that's the funny part because I mean, and a lot of times they still think you're poor. Like, like, like even today before the show, I mentioned to the, this to you in private how I was walking down the street, and and some and this meth head, this chick, she asked me if I was selling meth or what else did I have, and and now I dressed down. I was wearing my boots, my torn jeans, mm. um, had an old pea coat and one of those furry hats. Now, I don't dress to impress, especially because I don't want to make it known that I have money. Right. Yeah, I mean, people tend to assume that I'm poor, but I'm really oh, not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people I mean, like... With, with the money I make. Oh, I, with I mean, me... I'm sorry, I'm just saying, 
Go ahead. Go, uh, sorry. Well, yeah, it's, with me, it's like, oh, you fuck dolls. You must be a loser. It's like, yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Yep, you just keep on keeping on. It, it's like people used to say that about, um, you know, oh, if you if you're MGTOW, you must be a loser. But then they're seeing like the Mike Pence rule, and like rich guys are swearing off women. And yeah, now it's yeah, just basically. I make I make six figures and I, re- I work remotely. Yeah, fuck me too. Like <laughs> I know, it's eh, it's <laughs> stupid. It, well, it's just sour grapes. They're like, oh yeah, you don't want me. Well, I don't want you either. You're a loser. It's like, okay, that, that's all. Like they're they're just trying to soothe their ego. But whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, Shogun. I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue with what no. the point you were making. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say. I'm just saying that that yeah, people yeah, people tend to make these assumptions about you. I mean, judging the book by its cover, right. yeah, because I mean, it's like, I yes, I'm black, but that doesn't mean I'm selling drugs. What? I mean, even yesterday, yeah, <laughs> yeah even yesterday, I was walking down the street. You told me you were a chocolate American. Told you what? Told me you were a chocolate American. Oh yeah, yes, I'm D chop. No wait, I'm Oreo American. Oh okay. No hard, a hard black cookie on the outside, creamy white filling on the inside. Yeah, yeah. boy. Oreos <laughs> are delicious. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm absolutely delicious. Oh, taste I, I, and see. I, I didn't. That the air I, I didn't. Good. I didn't mean it in that way. I didn't intend for you to take it that way. I uh, leave you two alone. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's overcap this. So, yeah. Don't fall in love. Even yesterday, I was walking down the street, and there's some people that that help the homeless. They thought I was homeless. They offered me some food, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not homeless." And they're like, "Oh, yeah. No, no wonder. I mean, it's whatever. You can still have some food." And they gave me some um, some spaghetti, put in a Chinese (laughs) box. Smelled delicious. I'm like, "Wow, thanks. I didn't (laughs) care." Free food. Yeah, that's part of the game. You have to you have to drive a car that's uh, twelve years old, and you have to dress like crap. You don't want people knowing you're rich. It makes you a target. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even better when you're uh, when you have no car. That's the other oh, thing. Gosh, if you're walking down the street in the rain, think you're poor. Yep, people will leave you alone unless they want to hit you up for drugs. Oh my gosh, you don't even you know what you should get you should get like a a hoverboard. <laughs> drive around like a <laughs> drive around like a douchebag on your hoverboard. Be like I'm too poor for a car. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, like Sham- Shamwow, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, that's it. All right, Keep man. Up the good work. Well, yeah, yeah. So you said your dad likes my show. Here, here's my direct advice: just like you make pe- if, understand your dad's a bitch. And just be thankful that you didn't inherit his bitch gene. And even though he's a bitch, and he'll never know what it's like to actually not be a bitch, you know, love him because he's your father and have the a, a, the a decent enough relationship. It's, you know, not everyone can not be a bitch in life. Some people. And it's kind of funny how you were a trap and your dad's a bigger bitch. Like, come on. Like, I used to dress like a woman and you're a bigger bitch than me. Because, you know, some people, that's just how, that's that's what a cookie crumbles. But he's still your dad. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way, but at least yeah. I learned. Have, have, you know, have a relationship. It's, it's good to have a relationship with someone, even if it's not, like, one of, like, you know, whatever. Like, I still talk to my dad. I still, I'll actually, like, I will not take my mom's phone calls. She's been trying to reestablish a relationship with me because now she's hit the wall. Like, she's so old that no one wants her. 
but she can't even get a boyfriend anymore. So now she's trying to like talk to me and trying to like wish me a happy birthday and a Merry Christmas and shit. Cause she's, she wants me to be like her soft place to land cause she can't get a boyfriend anymore. <laughs> That's that will not happen. But, uh, you know, whatever, but uh, I will take my dad's call. If he called me, I would, I would take his call and, and see what he wanted. Whereas I would not do that with my mother. So even though he's a bitch, he at least didn't abandon me. What would you do if he called you on your show? Uh, well, that would be a doxing issue. So I'd probably just, oh, uh, yeah, I'd have to like hang up on him. But like, I don't know who that was. Somebody thinks he's my daddy. Hmm. Now someone's going to call in and be like, I'm going to pretend to be TFM's daddy. <laughs> that would be hilarious. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take off. Thank you. All right. Okay. Take care, man. All right. All right. All right. How are we doing on time? Do we have time for one more phone call? We will. I'm just making my way through this. I've never actually gotten this far in flower, so I don't even... This is a weird... I'm, like, destroying all this industrial stuff with my power of sunshine and flower petals. And I'm getting a, a crate, some kind of Donkey Kong barrel in the sky. Oh, it's, I don't know what's... Oh, it's a, oh, it's a window in the middle of the sky. And that's uh That's an acid trip right there. All right. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me, let me add a Shogun. Let me add Shogun in, uh, in Hermit. Uh, go ahead and mute your stream or whatever you got going on. Oh, it's already muted. Hello? Well, hold on. Okay. Welcome to the Turf Flying Monkey Show. How are you? Pretty good. It's uh, Paris 82. Oh, God. Uh, I knew it. I recognized your voice. How are you, Parasite? Pretty good. Okay, so what's up? Show. Oh, nothing. It's just pretty cool that I would be on the show with my dog. Did you? I wanted Wait. to ask you some. Okay, I was going to say, huh? if you just called in just like, I wanted to be on the show, I'm just going to flesh you now. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. I had a serious question. All right. So, um, as a, as a young man... What's what's she the what's she the purpose of uh me helping out out of my fellow friends and other people like who are who do need help because I'm part of that group. What is the purpose of helping people? No, I mean like like friends. What is the purpose of like, friends? They have, like no, helping them like, like saying that you don't need a girlfriend or something like that. Oh, oh, dude, stop trying to red pill your friends. Like, here's the thing. Here, I, this is like, I don't know, the 10th time I've, I've told people this. So what you got to do is you got to be an example. But most people, they're going to look at you, even if you're, they don't care how happy you are. Perfect, I'll give you the perfect example. There is, uh, back before I was Twitter banned, there was a, uh, a tweet sent by Stephen Molyneux. Oh, okay. You're, you're, are you getting? If you, I don't want you to. I don't want you to get doxxed. You got people talking in the background. I don't know if they're going to say anything that's going to get you doxxed. So, okay, I'm going to hang up because I don't want you. Get, I don't want you getting in trouble. So, all right. 
I will answer your question though. So to answer your question, yeah, I I was trying to get to that, but I heard people talking in the background and I've, I've seen instances where people in the background will like shout the guy's real name at him. Like, Hey, so-and-so who you talking to? And then the guy gets doxxed like live on the, on the internet. And so I'm going to save you from yourself and I'm going to hang up on you because I don't want your family members accidentally docking, doxing you by calling you by your real name in the background of a, of a phone call on the internet. If this was like in the discord server, whatever, but this is like streaming. So I'm just, I'm doing it for your own good, but let me, let me answer the question. So Stephen Molyneux, there was a picture of a Japanese guy uh, taking his sex doll out on a picnic. And he had, like, the, the blankets laid out. He had the picnic baskets. He had his, his waifu all dressed up. And he you could just see, like, he had the biggest smile on his face. He was having the time of his life, uh, just taking his waifu out on a, a nice picnic, just trying to live a normal life, trying to have, like, a moment of peace and happiness with his waifu. And so Stephen, Molyneux, Stephen Molyneux sends this picture out, like, this is the saddest picture you'll ever see. And my response to him was, he looks happy to me. And the thing is, is it doesn't matter, even if you're an example. Like, step one is be an example. Live the lifestyle and show people how happy and successful you are. But even if you do, a lot of people will see you, no matter how happy you are, and they'll just say, they'll think you're sad. Oh, look at him. Look at that giant shit-eating grin he has on his face, having a picnic with his waifu. He must be really sad. Like, look how happy he looks. How? Where are you getting that he's sad? You want to see sadness? Go to the go to the family court. Watch a guy having his kids ripped out of his arms, having everything he's worked for handed over to his ex-wife, whose boyfriend is idling in the fucking parking lot, ready to go fuck in his house. That is sad. Yeah. That is a level You're of right. that's that a is... level of sadness that's so deep it's the number one cause of suicide. That's how sad that is. You know what you won't find? You will not find these guys with fucking waifus going on picnics, killing themselves. Because they're happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I even got on the bus once. I was I was riding somewhere. I think I was going to work. And, and sometimes on the bus, what they do is they have these little posters that they put, like, on the corner of the ceiling. And then you can read them. And one was was a really depressing poem about how this guy lost his kids in family court and how he was so depressed about it and how his how he has to like have like only just like have a have limited time to visit and i thought yeah this guy this guy needs to yeah. well right but so here's here's my, my point of bringing that up was even if you're an example to your friends and they see how happy you are they're fucking, they have this blind spot and they'll be like, oh, look how sad. Look at Parasite. He's so sad. He's, you know, living alone. And you're like, no, man, I'm happy. This is, you should do the, you should try this too. Like, you have freedom and you could do whatever you want. I'm like, no, you're just really sad. And look, at that point, just let him go. They don't want to be saved. Yeah, well, the so, overwhelming majority of people don't even know what happiness is. You know, they mistake being content with being happy. So you just gotta well, you find it yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, you, 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 be an example. Don't force it down their throats. Honestly, the best thing to do is just let people know that you, you're happy. And when, when trouble comes, like I guarantee, when these guys get divorce raped, you're gonna be the guy they call. 
because they know like oh shit you were right and you you can do the i told you so dance and whatever but you also need to make sure these guys don't kill themselves because that's a very big risk these guys get divorced for eight they because their identity is tied up with their family that's who they were so when they get their kids ripped out of their arms when they lose their job when they lose their house it's not just stuff they've lost. It's they've lost who they are. They've lost their identity. That's why they kill themselves. So that's why they need to know there's more to life than pussy. And, you know, like that scene in Fight Club. You're not your job. You're not your fucking khakis. So that's where your meaning and purpose comes in. But these guys, they can't, they've never even thought of that. They never thought there's anything more to life than pussy and kids and working themselves to death. To provide for said pussy and kids. So it is what it is, man. But if if it if I had some magic trick for you to red pill your friends, then believe me, I, I would have done an entire series spelling it out, but there isn't one. You really you can't save people who don't want to be saved. Very, so. very true. You, you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Sometimes they have yeah. to learn the hard way, and sometimes, sometimes they don't learn until they're near death. Yeah, yeah whatever you can, it is. You can lead a cuck to knowledge, but you can't make them think. Yep. All right, let's do some banana questions because we're coming up. Oh, we before like, I forget. Oh yeah, we got to do the the sex toy review or the sex toy giveaway. Yes, we have a winner. It is Yukondo's um, faithful husbando. All right, y Yukio, or you, you, I think it's Yukio's faithful husbando. So, yeah, I think I mispronounced his name. Yeah, but yes, he won. You, you know who he is. So, yeah. I'm assuming he DMs you the shipping information. Yeah, d d well, there's two ways to do this. You can buy the product, give me your um, your order information. So I could pass it to the sponsor and then they will reimburse you via PayPal. Or if that's too complicated and you don't want them to, you don't want to do this whole pay for it yourself and get reimbursed, then just you're going to have to give me your shipping information. It doesn't have to be your address or anything. It could be a P.O. box. But they need to send the product somewhere. I'll pass that to the sponsor and they'll mail you your product. So there, enjoy your doggy style ass all right um okay someone's basically someone's asking me how much a compact car um mine was 10,000 free and clear and it had like 5,000 miles on it it used to be a rental car now yeah you're not going to find a used car for less than 10,000 that isn't a complete piece of shit with like 100,000 plus miles on it that's about to fall apart. And at that point, it's probably not even going to run. You're probably going to have to take, like, yeah, you'll spend like a couple grand to buy it. And then you'll be spending a couple grand getting everything fixed on it. So you might as well just get a smaller, cheaper car for more. I have a meme I use. Every time I see a guy getting cucked, I say, look at that said loser that has a sex doll. So Tyrone, can I have a turn with my wife tonight? No? Maybe next time? <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there used to be a joke I used to say was like, oh, you're just some whatever beta loser. And it's like, well, that's not what your wife was saying last night. You know, some some shit like that. Basically calling them a cuck. 
uh, that's fun sometimes, but now I frankly, like, I'm too busy. So now I just block you. Because clearly, if you're just here to talk shit, and it's like, oh, you fuck dolls, you're a loser. I'm like, yeah, hold this block for me. And move on. There's just more, there's more important shit to do than get into a battle of wits with the unarmed. Um, I don't, okay, were the Masons the first MGTOW club? I don't know. I, I, there's honestly, look, MGTOW, MGTOW philosophy used to be called common sense. Like, look up Cato. You know what? I'm gonna look this up. There's this great Cato the Elder quote. So sorry, sorry for the typing, um, but this is a fucking great quote. Okay, so. This is a quote from Cato the Elder. If you don't know who he was, he's a Roman, like, politician slash, like, philosopher. Um, this guy was woke as shit. This guy was red pill as fuck. So let me, let me quote Cato the Elder from 2,000 years ago. Quote, Woman is a violent and uncontrolled animal, and it is useless to let go of the reins and then expect her not to kick over the traces. You must keep her on a tight rein. Women want total freedom, or rather, to call things by their names, total license. If you allow them to achieve complete equality with men, do you think they will be easier to live with? Not at all. Once they have achieved equality, they will be your masters. That was 2,000 fucking years ago. But a bing but a boom People knew this for years. I mean, yeah. I even did a video on this. Where we're right. back, I mean, way back when you, you, I mean, people think that these people in ancient times, I mean, didn't know anything, but they really did. I mean, because they've been, there's nothing new under the sun. They've been through this stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, and then also, uh, Roscoe Schopenhauer was another philosopher that was red pilled as hell. So, like, the red pill, the, the truth about female nature was just commonly known. This is stuff like shit that everybody knew. Like, if you were to go back in time and try to talk about, like, MGTOW philosophy, people would be like, yeah, we just call that, like, common sense. We, we didn't have a name for it. That was just common sense. Of, of course, yeah, you don't give women rights. What the fuck are you retarded? That's all it was. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. Basically, all MGTOW is is just the rediscovery of shit that feminism and gynocentrism is suppressed. Like, they fooled generations of men into thinking men and women are equal. In fact, you used to ask somebody, hey, are men and women equal? People, like these dipshits who are just brainwashed by egalitarianism, they're like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course men and women are equal. What evidence is there of that? Uh, well, 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 okay, maybe they're not equal equal, uh, but you know, yeah, men and women are equal. Like, they, just, they don't even believe their own bullshit. It's just, they're culturally expected to parrot the lie. Because that's the society we live in. That's what gynocentrism does. Truth is a tool of the patriarchy. So, yeah. It's sad. But yeah, that fucking Cato the Elder Man. That guy was woke as fuck. Alright. <laughs> next, next question. Uh, do those who externalize their morals never reach the highest tier of Lawrence Kohlberg's stages of moral development? Uh, no, you can. You can lead. Look, you can develop morally while externalizing your morals. But the thing is, is 
your identity will forever be tied to your this this group. You'll never self-actualize. You may be a morally developed, well-rounded individual morally, but you'll never you'll never fulfill your highest become your highest self. You'll never be kind of who you could have been. So it may benefit the group, it just sucks to be you because you know, you could have you could have been better, you could have been more, but you you know, you chose you chose the bronze medal when you could have gotten the gold, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> Does TFM enjoy his IRL job? I mean, like, would I prefer if I were retired and had fuck you money? Absolutely. But it's it's a job I, I enjoy it, I help people. It's an impactful job that benefits people's lives in a tangible way, so I can take pride in that. It's hard work, though. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. If it were fun, they wouldn't pay you to do it. So this is what I talked about earlier about meaning. If you chase happiness, all jobs are going to suck. No matter how great, no matter how impactful, you're going to hate working regardless because working isn't fun. But if you find meaning in the hard work, you find meaning in the suffering, then you'll you'll take some kind of measure of pride. You look forward to it, even though it's hard work, even though it does cause you to suffer a bit because you understand it's making a difference and it's giving, you know, it's, it's, it's meaningful to you. It's meaningful to them. And that's what will help you kind of get through it. And in fact, it's probably the only thing that'll help you get through it. Frankly, have I ever been on 4chan before? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I think a couple times. I can count on one hand the times I've been on 4chan or 8chan. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. But um, no judgment if you're into that sort of thing. Alright. What are my thoughts on Warren Buffett? Who influ- Okay, so Warren Buffett's big thing is value investing. Which, yeah, that's honestly, value investing is good. It's not foolproof. Uh, the value investing is separate from what's called growth investing. Growth investing is you're buying, if you're you're buying um, you're buying stocks, anticipating that they're going to increase in value. That's just gambling. Value investing is different. Value investing is you're buying stocks that you believe are undervalued. So for what, like for example, I'll give you a perfect example. This is one I've used a lot. Do you remember uh, a couple of years ago with there was swine flu? Shogun or Hermit, remember when swine flu was big in the news? Yeah, it was oh, a couple yeah. years ago. They yeah. shut down it, flights, right? Right, it was it was a few years ago. Swine flu is passed from like um pigs sneezing on you. It's like fluid transfer. It is not caused from eating pork products. You cannot get swine flu from eating bacon or pork. It's impossible. It's not it's not transmuted that way. Or transmitted. Yeah. You used I, the wrong I Anyway, saw- though here. Here's my point. My, here's, here's the point I'm getting at. When swine flu was in the news, uh, companies which sold pork products tanked because people were afraid to buy pork products they thought they were going to get swine flu from it. Now, realistically, were those stocks f- fairly priced? No. They were, it was basically emotional investors selling uh, pork-related company stocks and futures based on a false a false knowledge of swine flu. All they heard was swine and flu and how it was big. So everything related to pigs was being shorted. 
fucking retarded. So what someone like Warren Buffett would do, he'd see that these stocks were undervalued. They're basically on sale. Hence, value investing. So what you do is you find the stocks that are on sale. The companies, which are actually being very well run. There's nothing wrong with the company. There's nothing wrong with the products they're making. There's nothing wrong with the management. But because of shit that's just happening in the world, their stock's going down. Like the pork companies during the swine flu epidemic. You buy them. Because what happens is you buy them low. And then when the swine flu thing passes over and the stock returns to its normal valuation, you just made a profit. And it's much more easy and predictable to buy short to buy stocks on a using a valuation basis than to try to predict which stocks are going to become more valuable in the future. So growth investing is gambling because you don't know the future, but you can look at a company, is this company properly managed? Is this product a good product? Is the market good? Is it just because of some bullshit that has nothing to do with this company? The answer is yes, then that's a good buy. They are undervalued. Buy them while they're low, and then they'll recover, and then you'll make your money. So that's that. That's value investing, and that's how Warren Buffett made all of his money. Is He would buy companies which were undervalued, and then when they returned to their proper valuation, he made all the money. So there you go. A little free advice. All right. Okay, what is the measurement of being a MGTOW and having fuck you money? The hard numbers. It's very simple. You have to ask yourself, how much money do you need to live on to uh, live the lifestyle that you want? Now, it could be if you have like, if you want to live in the woods, then that could be a pretty small amount of money. If you want to live in like a penthouse and snort cocaine off a hooker's asses, you're probably going to have to have more money. But Figure out how much you need to earn in a year to live the lifestyle you want. And then multiply that by 10 because that's the lump sum you're going to need to live on for investments. Once you have 10 times the annual income you need to survive to live the lifestyle you want, you can effectively, if you have that lump sum, you can invest that lump sum, live off the interest, and never work again. That is fuck you money. When you basically never have to work anymore, your money is working harder than you are, and you're retired. Doesn't matter what age you are, you're just fucking retired. Now, I can't give you a hard number because it's determined by what lifestyle you want to live. So if you have a very simple, cheap, affordable lifestyle, you could get that done pretty easily. Like one of our sponsors is MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on $200,000 in Southeast Asia. That's another thing. Maybe it's not a lifestyle issue. Maybe if you change your country. So maybe in America, maybe you want to live like in a rural area with a farm. Well, in America, that's going to cost you so much money. But if you move to a foreign country, it could be a lot cheaper. So whatever it costs you to live the lifestyle you want, multiply by 10 as a lump sum in order to invest it and live off the interest, that is fuck you money. That is when you are untouchable. You're, you're, you're retired. You say whatever the fuck you want. They're like, oh, I'm going to go after your employer. I'm going to get you fired. Bitch, I'm retired. I don't work for shit. And you can't even, like, even if you own the company, like, you could be self-employed and own your own company. You still have to worry about being doxxed. Because if you own your own business, you could have your business being harassed. Your customers can leave. You could still be negatively affected. But if you have fuck you money, if you're living off passive income, you're untouchable. They can't do shit. Say whatever the fuck you want. You actually get to have free speech. 
You have pure, undiluted free speech once you have fuck you money. It's a beautiful thing. Um, someone's asking about did Buddha try to create a secular moral system but stupid people turned it into a religion? Honestly, when it comes to Buddhism, I think... Yeah, it, it's more of a philosophy that has very little... It's basically, it is a religion, but it's it's 99% philosophy. So you could turn a philosophy into a religion if you want. I'm not really sure where the what the line is. When does the philosophy become a religion and vice versa? I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know enough about Buddhism. I wish Apoc were here because Apoc knows more about Buddhism than, than me. He'd be able to answer that question. Yeah, speaking of APOC, I haven't seen him in weeks. I wonder he's, what happened. He's, well, look, I mean, he's a man about town. He's got, like, businesses to run. That's the thing about MGTOW. Like, we're not just fucking, fucking dolls over here. We got, like, we're, like, business owners and shit. We got shit to do. So exactly. we can't always be fucking, fucking hanging out on YouTube shit. I'm the exception, obviously, but, you know. I mean, I'm always I'm always here because my job actually allows me to. So I mean, well, yeah. I can work, hop on the Discord chat. Well, and that's what happened to Cat. Cat got a promotion, and his his working hours changed. He wasn't working nights anymore. And that's why he couldn't do the show anymore. So I mean, it'd be great if if we were like the reason why all these fucking skeptics and feminists, while they have all the time in the world to make YouTube videos, is they're all fucking unemployed. That's the problem, and that's why they're so dependent on YouTube algorithms and AdSense because that they don't have a job. MGTOW actually work. We actually have jobs. Exactly. A lot of times, we own the company. Right. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, some of us are just unnamed MGTOW, and I mean, I mean Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's a good example. Now, I think he puts on an act saying, oh, I just haven't found the right one yet. I think he's smart enough to know that he can't put himself in the Robin Williams scenario. I don't think he's going to go out that way. And second, yeah, well, also, that's ghosting in plain sight. Right. And and also remember that when now, what's it called? Oh, Antifa guys. A lot of them don't have jobs. House surf on their parents, um, couch or whatnot. I mean, those guys are pathetic. Be amazing oh, yeah. what some of you make. Yeah, they're they're like not poor at all. They're like middle. They're like the children of middle class. But yeah, it's it's stupid. Fucking commies, man. Uh, oh. Anyway, so I, are you? Are you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. There's okay. There's Uncle Toxic. Uncle Toxic made a comment. He said, "No, DiCaprio has hot and cold pussy on tap. He isn't MGTOW. Now." Okay, it, it's, it's like we're going back to the whole levels of MGTOW thing. Like, in order to reach level three of MGTOW, you have to slay yeah. the dragon at this dungeon. Well, in reality, the main thing is, like, being MGTOW means that, oh, I mean, for one, you're not married. And because there's right. MGTOW that have date, I mean, Happy Humble Hermit has a girlfriend. I don't know if he dumped her or uh, not. Well, no, and, and no. Human has a girlfriend. Barbarossa has a girlfriend. Here's the thing. It's like, it's a, now this is what fucking pisses me off. Um, there was a, there was someone who I'm not going to name. We'll just refer to him as he who sells soap. And apparently he had a girlfriend. And he never told me. He never told anyone. He just had the secret girlfriend. 
that's the, the, that's the mark of someone who's not MGTOW. When they're they they have a secret girlfriend, they're ashamed to talk about. Like, why are you ashamed? No one fucking cares. Well, you can tell but, by the the change in the content and a person's tone and discussion. Right. You know, or the thing when softened. when they when they change when they're like like a there's a different YouTuber. I think he quit YouTube for for good. Hopefully, but he's he's been around for a while. And basically, he would make MGTOW content, and then he'd get a girlfriend, and he'd take his channel down, and then he'd get dumped, and then he'd be back. And then he'd get a girlfriend, and he'd take his channel down, and he'd get dumped, and he'd be because, back. Yeah, because they haven't internalized it. Once you've really gone through MGTOW, it's a part of you. It doesn't just, it's not a reaction, it's not a crutch. You've internalized it, you wake up MGTOW, you go to sleep MGTOW. You know, nothing right. changes that. If you're using it as a reaction to vent your frustrations with women, that's not fucking MGTOW. Right. Now, that's, now it's something, one of those things where, like, there's no hard and fast, um, oh, how do you tell? What's the big key? I don't know if there's, like, there's, like, a checklist or anything, but I think it's really, you just kind of can tell. Like, when somebody is, I don't know, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say, but just because you're look, if you're a celebrity and you're getting groupies, doesn't mean you're oh you're not a MGTOW because you're having sex with women. That does that's that I I don't know maybe you're confused or or whatever. You can have a girlfriend and be MGTOW. Now I, if someone's like I'm going to get married and I'm MGTOW, like no, like because you, you can't sell yourself into slavery and call yourself a free man. It's like there's there is a line. There is a definite line when it comes to marriage. Like and I've heard people talking about how, well, as long as you're going your own way and you're doing it on your terms, that's you're going your own way. It's like, well, look, if if guys getting married are going their own way, then going their own way is completely meaningless. It's any like male feminists are going their own way. It goes back to that the religious discussion at the beginning when guys need a strict set of guidelines yeah. to follow you know they yeah it's projection male solipsism exists you know my way is the only way because it works for me and nothing else outside of that is the way well i think okay so i i've made this point when it comes to like these no fab guys because they're very they're like vegans and furries they're very pushy about how no fab is the answer to everything Mo- no fat may be the answer for you like especially if you have a porn addiction or a sex addiction and you struggle with it, that it may have helped you. Just like you know, there are people who they they find religion. Maybe they were addicted to drugs, and you know it was religion that really turned their life around, and that's great. Um, whatever helps you and benefits you, I'm glad that it helps you and benefits you. And if NoFap made a difference in your life and made your life better, that's perfect. But you're not me. I'm not you. What worked for you doesn't necessarily work for me, and vice versa. Don't project onto me, you know, and say, oh, that worked for me, therefore this is the answer for everyone. It's because it's, it's not. But, you know, it's whatever. But, yeah, so is Leonardo DiCaprio a MGTOW? I would, I, I he probably has never heard the acronym before in his life, and if he has, um, he's smart to fucking keep that shit on the DL and ghost in plain sight. But you know that's you look, never know. Wasn't wasn't George Clooney a bachelor for a while and then he got married and divorced? 
I think. I don't really follow celebrities. I don't know if he got. I don't know if he got divorced yet. Uh, yeah, he. The worst part is he married a female lawyer, who has, like, talk about, like, you might as well just give her half your shit now. Like here, take take my shit. There you go. Enjoy. I made this for you. That's like. It's like a marrying a like. Imagine someone mar- like I don't care how perfect she is. Like, can you imagine someone being stupid enough to marry like a family court female divorce lawyer? It's like uh, Bill Burr. He had great fucking comedic pieces that had MGTOW elements in it, and then he marries like this radical feminist and ruins his yeah. podcast. Yeah, I, you know what it is. I think a lot of it has to do like with with George Clooney. Um, he did, but basically he was asked, and actually uh, um, Jack Nicholson was the same way. Toward the end of his life, he basically want he didn't want to die alone. He's like, oh, I don't want to die alone. Oh, I gotta, I gotta settle down, and you know, it's like everyone dies alone. Yeah, like, you know what I've, I've always wondered why they use that concept of quote unquote dying alone. I mean, even George Clooney said it himself in one of his movies. Everyone dies alone. So what I mean is dot because what people often people often use the word alone to describe single, and I mean and that's oh, I just can't stand the norm. Right, well, yeah. Well, they, what they want is well, here's what they want. It's not a matter of dying alone. It's about dying without having accomplished anything. They they want something they want something to outlast them. They want someone to to witness their life. And because, like, if you're an actor, okay, you've been, you were in a couple movies, and people, people could name you if they saw your face on a Trivial Pursuit game, but no one will really care. You're not going to leave anything meaningful behind. So they think that by reproducing, that's going to give their life meaning. Well, maybe live a meaningful life and actually create something meaningful that actually matters. If you're busy Instead, worrying about what people think of your choices, then you haven't added enough onto your plate. You know, you should be busy enough where you don't even have the time to give those thoughts. Yeah. The light of day. Now, you know, I, because, I made a like, joke. If you, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were done. No, nothing. Go ahead. Well, I made a video called "Dying" regarding dying alone, and I made this joke was you know because people are like, oh, I want to be surrounded by loved ones. It's like why not just hire strippers to give you a lap dance as you're dying. Like, you know, yeah. who cares? Who cares who's around you when you're dying? But, you know, whatever. It's fine. I'll be surrounded by... You know, Celestina will be there on my deathbed. And she'll be just as beautiful as she was the day I opened her box. Whereas your oh, family will be ugly and old and they'll forget about you. They'll cry a little bit and no one will remember you in 50 years. Yep, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, It's like some people just, they just can't fathom quote-unquote loneliness, but but yeah, I mean, it it just goes back to the study that I saw a while back about how higher IQ people have fewer friends. I mean, there's more than one reason to that is, well, one is because higher IQ people prefer their own company more often. I mean, that's how I found myself to be. I I prefer my own company, so I don't mind being quote-unquote alone or any of that. If I, if I die alone, I die alone. So be it. If not, okay. Well, like, even if you, let's say there's like a massive uh, freeway, you know, Final Destination style car accident and dozens of people are dying, 
you're still dying alone. It doesn't matter that there's people around you. You're hearing their moans and screams of death as you slowly fade away. You're not... Who cares? That's so stupid. Yeah. Like, oh, in, in, instead of worrying about how you're going to die, why don't you worry about how you're living? Worry about what you're going to do and use your life for instead of thinking about how it's going to end. You know what that's like? It's like worrying about, like, making a movie. Like, you're, you're writing a script for a movie, and all you're thinking about is, well, I really want the logo at the end of the credits to be perfect. You know, that logo at the very end of the credits, that has to be the greatest logo of all time. And you spend, like, 80% of your budget making sure that logo is super perfect at the end of the credits of your movie. And you don't have any money left to actually, like, make the fucking movie. But you got this really awesome logo. Like, who cares? The logo isn't... The, the logo at the end of the credits is not... It doesn't matter. Live a meaningful life, and who gives a shit about how it ends? Maybe you'll die peacefully in your sleep. Maybe you'll die screaming. Maybe you'll die at the hand of a bullet. Maybe you'll die ODing on heroin. Who knows? Who cares? Live a life worth remembering instead of worrying about being remembered when you're gone. Right. You could you could die being vaporized by Doctor Weird's death ray. <laughs> well, you you could die I mean, death by Snoo Snoo. You have like a yeah that too. Yeah, sex doll with giant anime titties smother you in your sleep. Um, and yeah, okay. Death death by Snoo Snoo is a, is a real thing. I've seen it happen. All right, let's answer a couple more banana questions and then we'll we'll end the show. Um, okay, so someone's saying, TFM, we've talked about male tunnel vision in response to cortisol spikes from stress. Is there a method to coax that extreme tunnel vision on command from a psychological standpoint? You don't want to do that um, because cortisol and testosterone cancel each other out. Cortisol lowers testosterone. So there's a cost. Your testosterone, it's like your, it's like your chi, you know, it's like, it's like your pal meter. And when you, you when you activate slow motion, you're actually eating into your pal meter, and you're actually lowering your testosterone as a result. So you don't want to do that shit on command because you're end up you're gonna I don't know grow bitch tits or something. So you know when you're under stress, you're going to get this tunnel vision effect, but you don't want to like. Now some people they prefer to create a stressful environment because they work better under stress for that reason, but. Yeah, probably not. I wouldn't advise trying to cause that because you're going to lower your testosterone as a result. You don't want to use all your hormone of the gods up. All right, let's... A couple more questions, then we'll... Oh, these are all questions related to, like, our first little topic. We're talking about religions and so forth. All right. Um, someone's asked me about Battle Angel Alita. So I, I've seen previews for Battle Angel Alita. The giant eyes freak me the hell out. Like, I don't like the Moe, giant eyes, small mouth anime look. And Battle Angel Alita is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Look at the previews and the, the promotional material for Battle Angel Alita. Look at the, how giant the girl's eyes are. She looks like a Powerpuff girl. It looks like a gray alien from, like, you know, some kind of alien abduction cosplaying as a human girl. I don't get... I Look, I can appreciate guys who are into anime and stuff like that. I just... All I see are giant gray aliens cosplaying as human girls. 
I can appreciate the art style in the same way I can appreciate Adventure Time. Like, I could watch an episode of Adventure Time and appreciate the art style and uh, whatever, and it doesn't bother me. But I'm not going to masturbate to Princess Bubblegum because that she art looks style. looks like a human pug. The Battle Angel Alita? Yeah. But look at her eyes. Her eyes are like four times too big. I, I know there's the whole Neotony thing, but it's fucking weird. But look, I'm not like if you're into I'm not judging anyone who's into anime like I have anime versions of Celestina. I just don't fap to them because I can appreciate the art style, but I don't I don't find it physically arousing. But if you're into giant eyes and tiny mouths and gray alien proportions, then different shook for different folks. But yeah, I can't I can't even stand watching the preview of Battle Angel Alita because the and here's the worst part. Everyone else other than her has normal eyes. So with anime, everybody has that anime look. Just like Adventure Time, everyone has that weird kind of, you know, weird Adventure Time art style. But imagine if one character, you know, it's like, you ever see the show The Misadventures of Gumball or something like that? The Marvelous Misadventures of, or I'm confusing Flapjack and Gumball. There's a show called Gumball about this blue cat. And different characters in the show had completely different art styles. Like, there was a claymation character, there was a live-action character, there was all kinds of characters. That's what I see. This is Battle Angel Alita Girl with her giant anime eyes, but all the other people around her have normal eyes. And it just makes it that much more weird that she has these huge fucking Powerpuff Girl eyes. That's, that's my rant on Battle Angel Alita. And that's one of the many things I love about older anime is that the eyes look, to me, look much more realistic. I like the older drawing style. And I just like the classic 70s and 80s look that the old anime drawing style was. I'm not saying that the new stuff is terrible, but I can I can identify with the old stuff so much better. Especially me being old. I know Kuro disagrees and I respect that, but I'm just speaking from an old man point of view. Yep. All right. Let's see. Um, apparently, Trump passed an immigration bill, and someone wants my opinion on it. Ah, fucking, you know, I, I'm not... What did you expect? <laughs> like, you really thought... Uh, you know, I feel, I feel bad for the true believers, the ones who wore the MAGA hats, the ones who... Who, who basically went out and got assaulted in public because they really thought Trump was going to do something. They really thought this was going to be a turning point. And look, I, I remember I used to be that way. Like when I was part of the Tea Party, I, rem I was naive. I was there, Gandalf. I was there with the strength of men failed. So back when I was in the Tea Party, I thought this was a turning point. I thought this was going to be a movement. This is going to go somewhere. This is going to be change America. It's going to change the world. It's just a bunch of fucking boomers worried that Obamacare was going to cut into their Medicare. That's all it was. And then all you MAGA guys with your hats and your Pepe's and yeah, you were taken for a ride. You supported this guy, thinking he was going to solve all your problems, and now here you are. That's a that's disappointment you're feeling, and let it wash over you, 
Embrace it. Embrace the disappointment. Embrace the disillusion. Embrace the cynicism. It makes you powerful. Uh, here's a here's a actually this is a Shogun question. Can someone get into IT without a college degree? Yes, you can. Um, okay, so I don't know now. When you say IT, I don't know if you're talking about um, like networking and stuff, or are you going for programming? Um, now, I, I'm not a network engineer. Now, I'm a programmer, but yes, I have no degree, and I have a full time job working on drivers. Um, I actually did a video on on some general advice um, for getting a programming job and what you can do to actually um, get a career, even though you don't have, even though you don't have a, of a degree. Now, if I mean, I can make another video expanding on it if you like. I don't know if people want to hear this kind of stuff or not, but yes, um, as long as I mean, assuming you're a programmer, I don't know exactly what you are. Now, if you are a programmer, and basically the main thing is. If you do whatever you can to get any sort of experience, even if you're doing something that has any some just straight manual testing, that's better than no experience at all. You, you it's best to have something on your resume if you can, and then work on your portfolio, um, practice your code, and the projects that you work on to get better. Put those on GitHub, um, and and have it well written, well commented, and things like that, so people can see what you've done. And they can see that you are striving to act. I mean, even if you're not the best in the world, they'll see, they'll see that you're striving to actually do something. Because because even, even if you have a four-year degree and you have no portfolio, you haven't proven that you've done anything. That all you've done is that you've that you've taken your that you've taken a course, um, memorized, repeated, regurgitated the information, and haven't done anything else with it. Then they're less likely to consider you because. They want someone who's interested in the job, not someone who just got the job just so they can, just so they can get um, a nice paycheck. So yeah, consider that. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's see. Do one more question and then we'll end the show. We'll find a, we'll find a good question. Some of these questions are not good questions. Every Saturday. Uh, Oh man. So this is Okay, this will be the last question. If I was stranded on an island and can only have 5 books, what would they be? I don't like that's a that's a good question. But I mean, I pro okay, so here's what I'd want. I would want um some type of some uh, this is going to sound really like I need like some kind of book with all the survival stuff. Like I don't know how to build shit. That's never been my forte. So I need to know how to build shit. So I need a, a manual about how to build shit out of wood and rocks. Like a masonry guidebook and a wood woodworking guidebook. Because I need Boy it to reference. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine for like an island. But like, let's say I was actually trying to like build some stuff. So I, I basically want five various survival handbooks. I know what your the, the actual question is um you know what books on philosophy what books would I want to read over and over again to entertain myself while I'm on the desert island. But realistically, I don't fucking care. Like I'm going to be busy surviving. I'm not going to be worried about like entertaining myself by curling up with a good book. So I need like practical manuals of how to survive on this island and how to like turn 
the raw materials on this island into useful tools and things that I need to survive. Because, you know, and then also, like, how to signal things. Like, you know, whatever. Now, ideally, I would know this information before. But, you know, it never hurts to have a reference manual because you can't always retain everything in your head. So that's probably would, not the answer you were looking for, but that's the answer I you're giving. I'd give an answer. Um, I would take... Um, if I'm stranded on an island, I would take the Odyssey. Um, I would take Lord of the Rings, the, the first one, Fellowship. That's two. Um, there's this book, H.T. Wells. He did, like, science fiction, but he also wrote this book called The Outline of History, and it's really fucking good. So I would take that. That's, like, a huge book. Um... I guess like a collection of Emerson essays and then one survival book. I don't know which one. Okay. Well, there you go. Shogun, what what five books would you bring? You know what? I can't really decide. I mean, I'm thinking the same thing you are, some survival books. Uh, I can't really think of much entertainment-wise. I mean, there's books that I wish I would have finished, of course. Um, I can think of all sorts of books that I wish I would have finished when I was younger, like um, like R.L. Stein's uh, Say Cheese and Die. Um, there was I, I would love to read the book The Storm oh, Without geez. Rain once again. You would you would bring a fucking Goosebumps book. You have five books to entertain yourself on a desert island, and you would bring a Goosebumps book. But that, but that was no. I don't have a, okay. I'm going to be honest here. I don't have a whole lot of good memories from when I was young. It's mostly filled with bad memories of me resenting and hating everything. That was one of the few things that I actually liked was reading. That was reading some certain books, games, and and just having an escape from school some way. And that particular book was one I actually liked reading. Right. Say cheese and die. There you go. Isn't the one where you get turned into a mouse, or the guy got turned into a mouse? No, um, Say Cheese and Die is the one where, well, or should I say the sequel to it, was the one where they actually, where they find this camera, and it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be cursed. I mean, they, I think they rediscover the camera, and when you take a picture of somebody, then whatever happens in that picture, I mean, whatever is displayed on that picture happens to them. Like, there was some kid named John, he, they took a picture of him. And then what happened was he stepped on a nail and that nail went completely through his foot. And some other stuff, I don't remember. But the the, the big thing was, I, did, I didn't get to the end because um, my mom did not like the book. Um, you know, you know, you know these things called creepypastas now? And they're basically like, they're just as badly written as Goosebumps books, but they're free. And there's like infinite amounts of them. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, my favorite creepypasta was the one about the Russian sleep experiment. I haven't read a lot of them, but yeah, that one was definitely my favorite. Um, that I mean, I even actually had the someone reading it out loud on YouTube. I was in I was in the office on an old job. I was the only one in the office. It was it was dark, and I was and it felt a lot creepier knowing that I was the only one in the building, no lights on, and I was, I was the only one working at nine p.m. Yeah. There Good you go. Stuff. Well, there. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's gonna be our show. Um, let me make sure to get make sure the guy who won the uh, sex toy messaged me. 
Okay, so he did. All right, let me make sure you give me the... Okay, cool. All right, good. We're good. So congratulations, Yuko's faithful husbando, on your free... Uh, like doggy style ass I always like there's little names for them anyway uh, shout out to our sponsors we got the dollhouse we have MGTOWbooks.com use code TFM to save 10% off the book uh, MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200,000 in Southeast Asia FlyingTigersGear.com proprietor of steel growing cups and martial arts gear and of course Fawn Love use code TURD to save 15% and just think about Fawn Love they have really cheap sex toys so they actually have like legit, like generic fleshlights, and then they're already reasonably priced. And then you add fifteen percent off on top of that, and it's a really good deal. So check that out. Anyway, that's our show. Any final words, uh, Shogun or Hermit? Yes. Well, one final word here. So I'm going to re- reiterate this one more time. So there's still people that are having trouble seeing the Discord, and if you are one of those um, on on. On Discord, send me or one of the mods a DM, and we should hopefully be able to fix that for you. Because there's a lot of people that still don't have the monkey business user role, and they think the they think the server is dead because they can't see anything, because the bot didn't automatically give people this role, and there's still like 800 people that still don't have it. So I'm, I mean, I'm I'm going through the list. I've already made sure that all the patrons and the subscribe stars have already gotten the role, so that they can. So that they can actually see the the server, and, but I'm going through the list and giving people, um, giving people the role so they can actually see the server. Unless you have a name that's a complete potato, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass you up because I'm gonna assume that you're some sort of troll. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. So if if the Discord server isn't working, email a member of the Monkey Business Desk Squad. Those are the mods, and they'll give you the proper role so that everything will work correctly. So it's just a Discord issue. Just let someone know. All right, uh, Hermit. Any final words? Um, no, good show. Join my Discord. We have no thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Hermit's Discord. You know, I usually just talk because you have your own like dedicated replica room, so I'll talk about replica shit in there. So yeah, it's it's a good Discord server. And if, yeah, if you get banned, you probably just hang out with on a Hermit server. <laughs> It's pretty pretty laid back over there. All right, that is our show. Um, we're gonna have a, a word from our sponsor, and then of course the end credits. So thank you everyone for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. War, war never changes. In the current year, women have declared war on men. Men are not only guilty until proven innocent, but they are not even allowed to prove their innocence. In response to this warfare waged by women, known as feminism, men have sought refuge with waifus. Artificial women able to satisfy a man's need for love and sex. Retailers like the dollhouse began to spread, bringing waifus to men everywhere, freeing them from the enslavement of feminism. Get your waifu today from thedollhouse.com or dc.dollhouse.com if you're in the United States before they're banned by feminism so they can control men once more. Go to thedollhouse.com and dcdollhouse.com to find your waifu today before it's too late. This is Shilestina here to tell you about Flying Tiger's Gear. 
while TFM is preparing his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, are you getting ready for the coming purge? Here is something you might not have considered. What are you doing to protect your dick? How are you going to repopulate Western civilization once you've purged the cucks and feminists if your balls are damaged? This is why Flying Tiger's gear offers a steel kickboxing cup. Sure, you could use it for martial arts, but let's be real here. When Sementifa dipshit is trying to shank your dick, do you want the only thing between your manhood and cold steel to be a piece of plastic? I didn't think so. You need to protect your dick during the apocalypse, right? So check out Flying Tiger's gear on eBay where they offer the aforementioned steel groin cup, as well as sell lots of martial arts and kickboxing gear if you're into that sort of thing. Thank you for your time. I have an important message for you. For the guys who dream about early retirement and packing their bags for a one-way trip to Asia and say bye-bye to hashtag me too, feminism, entitled women riding the cock carousel, author and MGTOW Luca Venditti has written a book about how to achieve early financial independence and leave the West. He managed to retire on 200k in Asia and is happy to share how he did it. His book will cover in detail the high yield deposit accounts available and how to capitalize on them for a guaranteed monthly passive income that grows with inflation, an extremely detailed budget breakdown and much more. The book is called MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200k in Southeast Asia. And you can purchase it on MGTOWbooks.com and use the promo code DEARFILM for an extra 10% off. Now in four formats, PDF, Mobi for Kindle, EPUB, and text-to-speech MP3. She